If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, hello, and welcome everybody to Chodcast episode number 68. I can't believe we made it this far. And we have Stumpy Goblin for the first time, and Farah is back. And ready to go. What's up, fellas? What What have you done with this stumpy crop? What have you crop, done with mate? my camera? Why do I look awful? Oh, yeah, I forgot I did that, to be honest. <laughs> you said you wanted to stand out a little bit, so I thought I helped. He's tall enough. Right. Bring him back down. Okay. Bring me back down to earth. Come on. All right, my bad. Give me a second. Let production work Thank on this. You. Standard chalk okay. production things here, but it's great to be here. Episode number 68. Um, and this this has been let's let's let everyone know this has been our most prepared episode ever. We booked <laughs> these guys in. Yep. Well, maybe not really early, but earlier than usual. And we have three bullet points that we're going to bring up throughout the show. Three. Uh, all re- three all very personalized, very relevant to our guests. But yeah, Farah uh, is back, and uh, yeah, you've actually just come from your team dinner, I believe, with your new team. How was? What yep. did you eat? What, what was what was for dinner tonight? Uh, I mean, it was Atos' birthday, so I encourage everyone to wish him uh, oh. a very happy, happy birthday. Happy Belgian birthday! And uh, birthday. yes, we we had uh, we had uh, burgers, meat, and uh, just uh, all kind of stuff that you eat in a classic fre- French restaurant. Love that. Is that what you eat in a classic French French restaurant? Is it just me? You sound like a Texas barbecue or something. I don't want to be the American guy to say it. Most of the, you know, like. You know, mm. like uh, easy restaurants you can go to, yeah, do this kind of stuff. Like you don't eat snails on the daily in France, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> do you... Thank you for saying that because that was my assumption. Do you, do you like snails? Do you like snails? No, uh, I do not like snails. I, I actually, I'm gonna go. I, I do like. And snails. I do not like frogs either. I've never tried frogs. I kind of want to try frog. frog. Frogs. I've, eaten, I've tried snails, but how many I mean... people would lo- like like snails or frogs in France? Like, would you say not a lot? Not okay. Why are they everywhere just, then? Snails like, just taste like garlic. Like they taste like garlic. Well, no, they, they, that's because they, they put garlic in them. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. You know. <laughs> that's, what, that's what does it. The only the only snails I've had it was when I went away when I was like a teenager with my partner at the time, and we couldn't find a place that actually had them. So we microwaved some from a supermarket, and they were you microwaved snails. <laughs> yeah, it was like little microwave snails. Were they not the driest snails of revolting. all time? Yeah, they. Yeah, oh they my good. goodness. Yeah, they weren't good. Very garlic. Are the snails though. over there like different, or are they actually just garden variety um, sort of? <laughs> oh, I did. I do not eat snails, to be honest. <laughs> it's like I don't eat snails. Like, Let's ask a million questions. So you, like in France, do they do they have snail farms, or do they just like how do they where do they get the snails? Are they actually like in the back? You know, like I have garden snails, but I don't think about yeah. eating them. 
Uh, it's a is good it... question. I, I, I do not. You I don't do not know? know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do not know about snails. Once right. again, this podcast has just gone in a complete different Yeah, <laughs> right after we say we've done full prep. But okay, so wow. Farrah, last time we've had you on the pod, on the podcast, you were actually on Vitality. And if there's maybe three listeners who might not know, he is actually currently on uh, Casey as well. Tell us a little bit about that because we haven't gotten... I mean, you, you've done... You, you, I think you made a tweet about it and you did a lot of French streams yeah. about it, talking about it. But I don't know if you've done too much no, not really. about, uh, not you know, talking t- the English, letting the English um, people know. I mean, yeah. So I mean, we 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 won worlds with Vatage, and then we went to Gamers Eight. Uh, even though it's uh, it's an event, you know, we we tend to forget uh, the perfect split and everything. And I do feel, I did feel that, you know, that was uh, I needed. I, I wouldn't say a new challenge, but I needed something French, uh, French, fresh, and French, <laughs> and French, <laughs> and French. <laughs> good. Um, really good. To, to, to learn new things, to meet new people, and um, so I've had. I, I knew I would have a lot of opportunities throughout the the, the off season, which with pretty much every team, uh, I, uh, I would be confident I would have a, a shot. Um, but yeah, I decided to go with Casey because of the of the trajectory that the 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 org had uh, these past uh, few years. It's it's not really just about Rocket League, you know. It's about a bunch of different things that uh, they've, they've been doing and that I've been really impressed with. So, in order for me to you know uh, progress with my career in esports, I've, I felt that I felt that that was the I don't know a, a very good move. And obviously, the Rocket League team uh, was uh, the main point, and and it was going to be a, a really good go- roster. And you know, winning with two different rosters. I feel like it's, it's uh, you know it's a, it's a great challenge for me. It's uh, um, I don't know. It's something I can you know I look back on and be like, yeah, it it was not just because of one player. It was just not just because of one team. It's just you know I can bring something to a team and and I can I can show it and I want to prove it. You know, and uh, just a bunch of different reasons uh, added together and yeah, I decided to leave Vitality and and join Casey. Was the move? Um... Obviously, you said you wanted to do it, but was it? Did it start off as you looking for other options, or were you approached by KC and then you started to think, well, you know, this could be a good move? Um, I mean, I've, I, th- I think I was like before winning worlds, I was mostly looking to stay maybe at Vitality, but once I, I won worlds, I was like, this is probably the, I mean, that's the end goal. Like, I mean, we can keep going, but you know, uh, we can't keep going forever. You know, like uh, it's not like. Sure, we can go one more year, two more years, two, three more years. But like the, the my my when I when I signed my contract in Vitality, the goal was to win worlds. And once I did that, I was like, okay, I fulfilled uh, mm. everything I came for, and I need a new challenge. You know, I need something new. Um, and uh, we we were discussing, you know, uh, prolongation with with Vitality for a while. But uh, once we won the worlds, I was like, it's likely I would leave um, because the the discussions were not going really well and uh, and just I needed something new you know uh, and so I started looking uh, and Casey was also looking for, for a coach just like pretty much a lot of teams in Europe actually almost everything was looking for a coach and new players and everything because uh, Europe because of Vitality and the domination we had changed everything so obviously the options uh, we're going to be, you know, open everywhere. Uh, so, yeah, it was like, you know, meeting, meeting. We, we we met halfway, probably, pretty much. 
Very smart as well because your stocks could not be higher. You're a world championship <laughs> winning coach straight away. You're the you would be the most. You had to have been the most. You know, requested coach. You, you could have gone anywhere really. Um, yeah, it's, it's what I say to people when people you know tell me you know I, I, I went for the money, but bro, if I wanted to go for the money, I would have gone NA or you know <laughs> Mina or whatever because like That's Europe doesn't. Europe doesn't pay, you know, as much as uh, some NA teams. So, you know, money, mm-hmm. I would have, I would have gone a different direction. Uh, obviously, was I that a consideration know. at all to go to NA or MENA? You mentioned, or is it really just EU? Nah, not, not, not now. Like, I kind of want to stay in France. Uh, so, may, maybe later on, uh, if you know things go uh, uh, not so well for me in KC, but I don't believe so. So, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm happy here and I want to stay here for for a long time. So, and you've I, got I six six events in a row now. Like the Vitality streak is over, but the Ferris streak is going on. Yeah, six actually. RLCS events in a row that you've won. This is not incredible. Just that, you, know, you had the free pen spin line. You had every. Oh yeah. It's like yeah. actually, I, have, I haven't lost a three tournaments since the San Diego Major. I've won all of them. Wow. <laughs> so that's 10 that's months a long ago. time. <laughs> that's I've lost, a long I've lost, time. I've lost three series. My third one was this weekend. The third mm, one was that must really qualifying, hurt. which we'll yeah. talk about. Three series. Um, I think a lot of NA fans are needing to talk about the, the KC series. Because that, that's, that's a big, it's a big Klingon point at the moment, I think, mm. for a little bit of copium sauce for them. So. But before we dive into that, I know we mentioned, I mean, there's, we have our two guests today, right? Stumpy and Farron. Now, look, their paths crossed, they aligned a little bit because Stumpy's first grand final at a oh, land yeah. was the start of the Vitality True. run. And the oh, greatest call of all time <laughs> with a bracket reset happening. Right. Now, does it, can, I, can I get a Do one in Do chat for those listening live? <laughs> if you guys heard Stumpy's call... Uh, <laughs> On I the bracket it. reset, I think it's great, right? Because right, so this has been this has been taking the piss out of lots of times. We've got it as in the cast of Discord. We've got it as a soundboard um, uh, sound. I don't. I, I assume uh, it won't come. Will it come through? Is it possible we can get a page if we like, set up? I don't know if we can run in here, wait, can we? If you I'm, can I'm somehow just it. run it through Discord, yeah, it'll. it'll wait, I'm, I'm gonna play it. it. I can probably. Right. Wait, oh, wait, are you are you talking about the voice crack? Yeah, yeah here we go. Can you play through your mic? It's it's this it's this bad boy. Are we getting a bracket? <laughs> what a what a call! What I love a the call. commitment to it. You give it. You didn't stop when you realized your voice cracked. No, you <laughs> kept going. Because, they right. put it. They put it in the world's like hype trailer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the trailer. And they changed the words. They changed the letters when he pulled. as you know, as you know, when you're casting, you're shouting, and there's your your, your voice ends up going a little bit. It was also two series that we did. Um, thank you, Farah, for giving us two series. Obviously, it was it was a great mm. time whipping out That's the NA me flag. on the beach, man. <laughs> you can take the invited players. Oh, well, thank you, Vitality. Um, but then you know you, you got to be you got to be shouting um, as much as you can. And I remember because I I always have three drinks when I when I'm casting. I have a bottle of water uh, with me. I have a Red Bull, um, mm. sugar free if I can. Um, and then also, um, like a, it's it's called throat coat, like the tea. Oh yeah, so like to keep your throat, throat like, goat. Um, yeah, throat goat. Yeah, a man uh, of okay, yeah, yeah, throat I've, I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> and I just have a throat goat. So um, drink drinking all of them in combination. I remember I thought I'll crouch down. Um, and I'm just like I'm about to take a drink, and I thought, you know what? I'll get the crowd going because then this is going to set this up, and then Cole can then um, Cole can then carry on with the casting. So I crouch down and I whack out a little. Are we getting a bracket reset? 
And I looked at Cole immediately, and he looked at me, <laughs> and he, he said something along the lines of, should we not talk about it? Because <laughs> <laughs> that was the last bit, like, into the, yeah, like, uh, yeah. on... Uh, and the, look, the most impressive part about this, well, one, because it was the iconic, like that was the line, that was the hype, you know, we've realized mm-hmm. we're going another best of seven. But the most impressive thing, when most people, you know, squeak a little bit from the mm-hmm. ball department, that they just, they let it go straight. Like, oh, nope. you know what I mean? But I mean, can we just get one more listen? And everyone can, everyone just appreciate <laughs> how he the, holds it. The longevity. He holds the squeak. It's he does, he commits, full commitment well, to the line. What am I going to do? Stop. Let us wait. Just, okay, give us one. Uh, one more before we move on. Okay, I need one. All right, more. all right. I just want to hear the hold. It's a solid <laughs> second of voice <laughs> break. Holds it. It it's is the entire longest. syllable. The extended it is, syllable. But realistically, like, like casting that series was, it was so much fun because we knew um, ahead of the weekend, we knew what the um, casting pairs were going to be. Me, me and Cole knew that we were going to be on that final and we were very excited to do it. Um, and I think we were, we were hoping that it was going to be that Zen, um, kind of like the mm. magic, the perfect split for that final. And then obviously Vitality then going down and needing to win two, it kind of made it more of that like, shit, they could like really do this. Like this can actually be a fantastic story. Um, the San Diego, uh, sorry, not, not San Diego, the Boston crowd was so good as well. Like I, they were amazing. phenomenal. It's one amazing. of my favorite crowds, one of my favorite environments we've ever been in for a LAN as well. Like mm-hmm. for that to be the environment that then obviously <laughs> yeah, the, turned th- it th- Thank you, Farrah, for that, by the way. Good oh job God. with the because crowd. It could, it could have been same. dead. It could have been dead and yet, Turning it around with some flags, getting some great B-roll as well of the players like waving flags when they were scoring <laughs> and whatever else. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorite lands I've been to. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Because I remember I ran into quite a lot of uh, Gen G the last. Ho- I think they were the last hope for NA on the Saturday, right? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And I remember I, I was talking to a bunch of fans at the end of the day because um, yeah, Gen G were out. I I think I think weren't they out before? Were they the very last series? They might have they, been. But yeah, they, yeah, they were, they were the yes. final series. It was the final the series. Yeah, yeah. 4-0. and yeah, I remember I talked to a bunch of fans because uh, I I think I was just watching that series and then on the way out. Um, yeah, I was. Uh, the vibe was people were just like, oh yeah, but it's a bit a bit of a shame. It was actually like quite quite a lot of fans were a bit down at the start of Saturday as well because they came to see like a team that didn't make top eight, which uh, mm. was one of the downsides of not having um, a top. Or rather, top twelve in the last day. It was just top eight in the on the crowd days. So, yeah, I think the fact that they were all of the NA teams were out. I think we talked about this before. It's probably a good thing. All of the fans mm-hmm. were upset. Just got to go home, sleep, not realize. Ah, well, I'm still going to a rock league event tomorrow. Let's just go and have some fun. And then Farah just won them all. Like you just you claim all those fans that came in thinking, I wonder which team I'm going to support. Had a, an easy answer because you you just claimed them. It, it was a really smart move and. Um, uh, yeah, I think you probably improved their experience as well. So you mm. gained, and so did they. Uh, but yeah, I Farrah, they felt like they won then on that day too. Like, yeah, that was the biggest thing. But Farah, did you? I wanted to ask you one thing. I know you talked about this a lot in the past, but one thing about that win, and also the world's win, is I think the the thing that Vitality and you guys just did better than any other team at the time was you knew how to celebrate a win. Usually, <laughs> it's just very awkward. Um, yeah. But did you guys talk about what to do with the trophy? Like, take it, like somebody will take it over here, it's you know? Football fans. It was uh, yeah, very, it's, very football it's, uh, celebration. It's, it's, a, it's a bit of improvisation, but it's also, you know, um, I've won. So, before, when I was a player, I, I, I won two lands, so two Dreamax. Weird flex. 
Yeah, but you know, it's like it's, a, it's an experience. You know, it's like you win, yeah. and your emotions are all. It's all, your emotions are all over the place. Can you and... imagine winning a land, CJ? Or <laughs> could you get close? <laughs> <laughs> winning and, a series. And and I, and I kind of every time we won, I kind of I want the players to you know to know it's it could be their last, so they mm-hmm. they have to yeah. enjoy it, and. I think at first, you know, the, you, you do the usual trophy lift, but every time I was talking to players, I was like, let's keep let's keep going, you know, let's keep going. Like, there, there is no reason for the, for them to stop filming. They just want you get, to see you guys celebrate. So I would yeah. give the trophy to someone, and then he would go on and do some dumb shit with it, and then yeah. someone else would <laughs> take it, and then someone else would take it, and then it kind of became a thing, you know. But the issue was for yeah. Worlds, I wanted to do the same, but the, the Worlds trophy weights weights extremely oh, yeah. heavy mm. it's 27 kilos so only me was able to lift it <laughs> they had to teach uh, you guys the... how to lift it right yeah but like with multiple people because it's like well because oh. it's a bit awkward isn't it because it's not got obvious handles on it or anything so i mean you've all got to kind of just grab a part yeah. of this object <laughs> and... <laughs> yeah i could totally see like uh, just anyone not just people are always just saying oh pro gamers uh, they can't lift 27 kilos but yeah between three people it's some awkward like slippery glass uh, trophy. Yeah. Hello, uh, Kramer's decided oh. to go, but I am still here, I believe. No power cut <laughs> yeah. this week, hopefully. Um, yep. Yeah, that, that's Thank like you. actually uh, it's something that could go wrong. Uh, so I, yeah, I don't blame them. Also, they, they had to, they had to, you know, before the semifinals, I think they went to see every team. Uh, mm. It was Scheist and, and, um, and Ian, uh, right? St- st- no, uh, Stranger. Stranger's Stranger. Ah, uh, Stranger, Stranger, Ooh. yeah. Who's now uh, not part of the Rocket League team. Rest <laughs> in peace. Um, <laughs> He's not actually dead. I just want to clarify and, that. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. He just he <laughs> got fired and yeah. by the epic layoffs. Those epic layoffs, yeah. And uh, but they, they they went into all the team, all of the team's room in the semifinals, and they were like, okay, so the guys, the trophy is extremely heavy. If you if you win it, lots of emotions. Be, please be careful because it like we can't hurt ourselves. Like, uh, mm-hmm. and it was made of gold. Like it wasn't just heavy for the yeah, sake the, of it. Yeah, the, the like, base, the base was gold. The yeah. base was gold. Oh my god! It, it wasn't just like made of lead or something, just because it's fun. Oh, so you know, uh, as Johnny said, I think you know Not. anyone would struggle with twenty-seven kilos. But like, imagine you know someone as you know small and mm. young and then lifting twenty-seven kilos. It's uh, yeah, it's not, it's not easy. It's not easy. Especially if you don't I, expect it and nobody told you, you just like go and pick this thing up. Oh, let me pick up this bit of glass. Like, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> probably plastic. No big deal. Yeah. I, I don't blame them for that at all. To be honest, I actually got to lift the trophy when we were. I was, I was in the lift with Strangest, um, and he had it in like the briefcase, in like the metal Swarovski, also oh, the the plastic Swarovski briefcase. And I said to him, I was like, because it's quite a long um, elevator ride up, and I was like, go on, can I just give it a lift? And he was like, it is heavy. And I was like, go on, let me give it a lift. And he was like, yeah, all right. So and this is when it's in the box. I lift it by the handle. It is it's awkward still. Like it is a proper like awkward yeah. lump, and that's with a handle too. Then I put it down a little bit rough because the elevator like just got to the top, and the look he gave me was like, "This cannot break. Like <laughs> we, you cannot you cannot mess about on a lift and then yeah. break the the trophy because you want." And, it, to lift and it. it's very different because like it does look very similar to the major trophy, but like the major mm. trophy is like so light compared to it. Yeah. That that Dusseldorf uh, backstage lift, lift, by the way, the, the, the elevator. <laughs> the slowest elevator of all time. It was Jesus like the most Christ. annoying elevator ever because what would happen? Oh, yeah. You would get in on you. the first floor <laughs> and then you'd say, ground floor, I'd like to go down. And then it would be like, 
actually no. <laughs> Let's it'd take go you all the way up to floor two, and then you'd be on floor two, and you'd be like, right, are we going down now? Nope, you're going to floor three, and then it goes back it down, stops at one again, and I'm like, why is this happening? Mm. It was prioritizing the instructions of people on the outside mm. of the lift instead of the people inside. So you're just like getting taken on a journey every time you go in. It was just random. Yeah. It also go. spoke to you on every floor in it German. Did. Which in German, it was. It wouldn't open the door until it finished, <laughs> until its, it sentence. finished its speech. Yeah, oh, yeah God, and it had like the longest names for every floor because it, it would tell you once you got to a floor, it would just it say in German everything you can find on this floor, and then the door would open, and you're like, oh, I can't wait to. This is great. So that was probably that that probably delayed multiple teams to I don't know how much mm. content pieces. Yeah, incredible I, I, experience. Probably everyone. Uh, was with uh, Ruado at least once in the elevator and got the skit. No. What did he uh, wait? What? Oh, the, the yeah. elevator so, music. Yeah, he. Yeah, he, every oh, time he would oh, go yeah, in the, the elevator, he would, he would like put the elevator <laughs> music on his phone <laughs> with like, like awkward, awkward silence from, from everyone, and then he just turns up the elevator music on his phone with a big smile. <laughs> oh, like, <my> <laughs> oh, this guy, Look. We went on a very, uh, very large tangent, and really, I just wanted Love to it. bring up the stumpy uh, moment. Yeah, but look, we'll, we'll dive back into present tense. I know that we we we'll, we can reminisce all day long. But uh, where are we at? Look, K Corp. Uh, we won the first won the first region. We talked about that, and now I guess it's time to dive into region number two. Oh, one, one sorry, one question before Four. we talk about regional two quals. A simple question for Farah. You didn't play Vitality on the way to winning this regional. Oh, good call. Is that was that a matchup you wanted? Is that a matchup you were hoping for? No, not necessarily. Like I don't. Not really. I, I still, you know, I still have extremely good relationship with all the players, mm-hmm. uh, and the, I mean the staff. You know, that all my friends have you know, have gone through really good times. Like I don't. I mean, obviously, from the outside, there is a, a rivalry or anything, but. To be honest, you know, it's on it's on the players. You know, I'm just sitting behind yeah. them. Like, I don't want I don't want any grudge with my team with anyone else. So, you know, uh, it's just we take we take we take whoever comes in front of us. Uh, it's fine. If if they lose, they lose. Then then it's okay. Uh, All right. So no no vitality grudge. But I mean, I hope we get to see the match personally. I kind of want to mm. see it, but uh, <laughs> it could happen this time because. Uh, CJ, they we, we talked about earlier. They uh, KC have lost in the qualifier, and the way that the seeding works now, they threw is their seeding. You guys, you were seeding. You were seed one going into the qualifier, but because you lost to seed, was it fifteen? Saw or six? They were seed sixteen at the time, yep. um, because they finished last in event one. Because they beat you, now you are the sixteenth seed, I believe. Seed twelve. Is that how it works? So yes. you've not done a nice little seed change over there, and that means you play. Gentlemates in round one of Swiss, <laughs> which is really cool because that's a grand final rematch. Uh, but I mean, in round one, probably not the matchup you thought you were going to get. Uh, but okay, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, after. We have to uh, we have to know what happened versus mm. uh, um, where did it all go wrong, and you know what what do you think are the like well what's the likelihood of things like that happening again? Um, I mean, obviously. Um... I think I think as much as I talked with uh, about the format uh, after after we won uh, two weeks ago, you know when you, when you face a team like so you you kind of like if you lose that's on you you know it's like mm-hmm. yeah, we we were not happy with how we played, um, but uh, you know it's not like it was the end of the world we knew we still had a chance and the goal of the day was just to make it obviously it's not ideal to you know lose the 
lose the the, the seeding. Um, uh, I think I guess we'll talk about you know the the structural uh, yeah, issues yeah, that we, we have will. in the uh, later. Um, obviously, it's, it's it's not ideal, but obviously we only have ourselves to blame. I think the series was very winnable from our point of view, and we made some. Um, mistakes we were not playing the way we wanted to do which can happen because rocket league is a really difficult game and europe has a lot of depth and if you look actually at the team sir who you know was seed 16 they were 616 because in the first region they had to play us vitality and oxygen and i think many teams That's would insane. be 616 uh you know playing those three teams so uh, I think their seed was obviously a bit lower, lower than their than their you know actual true level. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that doesn't mean we you know we. I, I think if you if you if you play the series um, uh, multiple times, we we win it most of the times. It's just yeah. We, uh, even it it can be this team, it can be any team. I never expect to have a hundred percent win rate against any team ever. And. Mm -hmm. You know, losing is part of uh, sport and and esports, and sometimes even if it's unlikely, we still can lose. So yeah, yeah, it yeah. happened. It's okay. We 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 discussed as to why we debriefed. It was okay. You know, it's one loss. It's not the end of the world. We still the only team in Europe to to have only one, uh, lost once uh, over the past three weeks. So you know, nothing is uh, you know uh, yeah. It was not great, but uh, it was not all bad either. You know. Mm. That's fair, but yeah, the teams that did lose, obviously, Moist got eliminated from this second qualifier. They were a top eight team in the first event. Um, then we had, well, Williams Resolve also didn't make it back in. Uh, yeah. They finished, I think, the 12th to 14th in event one. Um, but I think they've shown, I think a lot, quite a few people were predicting them to make top eight. So they probably under, underperformed compared to a lot of people's expectations in event one. And now they failed to qualify. And over the, in North America, of course, the big story was Shopify Rebellion. Uh, and Turbo's cheeks not making it in. So there's already, we're, we're just one um, event after the first establishing event of the season, and there are, teams are, there are teams that are failing to make it back in. And I do think that's just part, it's going to happen you know, in this new format. That's just the way this format is going to work. It's not a good format, in my opinion. We'll talk about it more later. But I've said many times, I don't think it's a good format for reliably finding out who the top 16 teams are. Which is yep. surely what it's supposed to do. If you are trying to, you know, qualify teams to a top sixteen event in a, in a region, um, so obviously that we'll, we'll like we'll go in more depth of what what they're I guess they're trying to do. But um, yeah, you guys got any thoughts on Moist Shopify uh, Rebellion? How many of those games did you guys uh, have a chance to tune into? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, done. To be honest, <laughs> done. That's um, fine. I I watched it. I watched Moist um, because there was there was a guy that was involved in it in this chat room. But look, I think it's uh, it shouldn't it shouldn't happen. And I know that there's been a lot of talk about it. I, I think we spoke about the um, the f I guess the the football format and. Um, regular sports about auto qualification, you know, not versing these kind of teams. 
I just think, as Ferris said, that it, it, you can lose to anyone and any team, you know, whether it's whether it's the 800th seed or the 16th seed, like Ferrer, like K-Corp, there's still a less than 100, like there's a, there could be a 99.9% chance you're going to win, but there's still that that 0.001 or 0.01% chance. Or if you're versus the 16th seed, you know, Ferrer, you guys might win nine games out of 10 against them or eight games out of 10 or nine series out of 10, but there's still that chance. And I don't think that um, we should be, giving that chance in a in that stage of a qualifier for that to happen. I think that should happen later on in the tournament. Um, yeah. And also, things, yeah, yeah, like, I, I think not just that, it's just the, the seeding in general, you know, I think, obviously, and you can't ask any Moist member about it, they're going to say, you know, we played terrible, which, I mean, obviously, with their, I think they, they probably have the goal to make major. Mm-hmm. Um, with that goal in mind, you should not be losing to teams like Solari or... Um, uh, resolve uh, to begin with, but it can happen. And the issue is that with their brackets, you put, I think, you put a lot of teams in their position where, with their bracket at the start of the day. And many of them, uh, you know, you took, you take, if you take all of the 16 teams that 16 teams that qualified in the, in Europe uh, for this weekend, I think not even a half of them qualify with the bracket that most had because it was like so heavily stacked. Not just was, yeah. us, but the lower bracket part also had endpoint yeah. in it, which actually placed top eight in the previous regional, but lost in day two of the qualifiers. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. noticed that. They yeah. had to run the whole way, uh, the, the whole lowest bracket, and that part of the lower bracket was actually most part. Um, it was, if yeah. They, if they made it the, into the finals. Uh, which Solari ended up doing, and had to face Moist in the in the in the, in the qualifiers. So it it makes for a very unbalanced bracket, where you know sometimes you have to beat multiple top eight teams to make top sixteen, and sometimes you have to face no top sixteen teams to make mm-hmm. top sixteen, which is extremely unreliable. And obviously, you know, as I said, like Moist is going to look at this and be like, I mean, our goal is to make major world, so obviously we should not be losing to these teams. But, but why are we even like? In my opinion, why are they even facing them to make top sixteen? Like, you know yeah. What I mean? the, do you want me to read the the bracket? By the way, that Farah is referring to. Um, going into the final day of the qualifiers, Moist obviously played Solar in the upper bracket, and that was the first round in the upper bracket. You need to win two from this point to make main event. Um, they lost to Solar there, but the other matchup that was happening in that little quadrant in the bracket. Um, aka teams that are going to face each other in the next round was Resolve against Top Cougars. Now, Top Cougars didn't make it in through the first qualifier, but I know, Farah, you rate them very highly. And yeah. uh, Resolve made it in through the first qualifier. Solary are not a bad team. Like, they are definitely a team yeah. that, you know, Farah talked about when you're talking about variants of teams that can win against top 16 teams. I'd say Solary's in that, in that conversation. I mean, uh, know, sorry. sometimes, sorry, I cut you off, sometimes yeah, people no talk about experience of like lower teams and stuff. Dude, when when you have a, like a most uh, solary matchup, you can even wonder who has the most experience on those teams. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, and in Europe, obviously, like I think it's even uh, it's it's even heavier than than in NA, where like the, you have a lot of teams who have some part of experience, some part of fresh blood, and obviously yeah, the level yeah. is not as high, but they can still win. Like they can still mm-hmm. hit the ball like pretty consistently. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, and then uh, yeah, I was mm-hmm. gonna highlight as well that yeah like Ferris said the winners of those two matches which are both stacked matches have to play each other to qualify and then you're thinking you know you make it that far you're like oh well you know if Moist did you know make it past Solary like they're supposed to 
Then they play against top Cougars, who are actually a very good team. So if you lose that, you're thinking, ah, no problem, you know, we've still got a second chance in the lower bracket, and we're probably going to be playing against some, like, you know, 17th to 24th team. But no, like Vera mentioned, they're playing Endpoint, who are a top 8 team for the first event, because Endpoint lost earlier in the tournament. So not only are teams, you know, uh, sometimes running into t other tougher matchups because of seeding being unreliable, but, you know, another team having a bad day can now affect you. Endpoint having yep. a bad day the day before knock them to lower bracket and then moist even if they beat solary would have probably had to beat endpoint on the next day which is now a brand new day maybe endpoint are playing well yeah. so it's really really tough and this is going to keep happening so you know people who are roasting like moist and shopify for not making it um and other teams for losing series i know yeah cj as well uh, you were casting muffin men they didn't make it either like this well, is going to keep it's going to keep happening it's going to keep The problem happening. is, is that with the format, and everyone says, oh, you know, it's double elim. Like, there's no excuses. You get a second chance. But if you lose once and it's not in the final round, the way the bracket, the way double elim set up for the 16 seeds, right, is that by the last round of the upper bracket, you get a tough matchup. You're versing another top Every 16 time. team. Yeah. But then you lose that and you're playing a team that's outside the top 16 and you usually can go through. The problem is if you lose at any point before that, you are guaranteed to be playing a top 16 team basically um, in the lower bracket at the end. So you saw with Shopify, they had the early upset. Now they've got to play TSM to qualify. Muffin men, they lost early. You know, they're playing NRG to qualify. And so yeah. then it just throws it off. And the more games you play, which is what this whole open qualifier 950 team double elim thing does is, the more games you play, the more chance you have of having a random loss, you know. And, and yeah. the fact is you're playing a big bazillion games every single qualifier because you're starting from square one you're not starting at a further point in the bracket you as we said you have one random loss and then like k corp you're the 16 seed but if you're not good enough um if you're, not everyone is k corp to get through like a moist um you're playing so many tough matches you got to shopify they've got to play tsm so it's not as if they aren't still a top 16 team it's just that the way that the format works they're going to have to beat a top 16 team. It just throws off, you know, you're not getting your, your actual top 16 um, yeah, yeah. in the final. And, and, then, and then, you know, I've seen people argue about it. Uh, I think the, the, the biggest argument was, uh, you know, oh, I mean, you, you should, I mean, if you're a pro team, you should win against those, you know, bubble teams or whatever. And teams should improve their consistency. But let's be honest, like if teams like Moist or like, who can you know on a good day be top four in europe you know like if you even shopify if you place top four in your region and you aren't able to be you know as people like to say consistent by beating bubble teams what makes what makes you think that other teams below them are going to be more consistent at beating like it's just going to keep happening yeah. so we can say oh shopify mm. is not consistent we can say oh moist is not consistent we can say resolve is not, is not consistent i mean i would just say it it's those are not the three only teams that will miss out and it's just gonna which the list will go on the list will go on and if the argument is you should not be a professional player uh if you're losing to bubble teams we're not gonna have any professional players at the end of the season it's plain and simple <laughs> because it's not, uh. it's not it's not easy to win against bubble team and also bubble teams they're not paid to play the game but boy especially in europe they grind like their practice is Pretty much as as mm. strict as no pressure um, on the media. as prof, as professional teams, and they don't have the pressure of you know you lose one you have one bad day of qualifier and your whole season is ruined is ruined, which is almost the case for uh, most, for example, who has a very little chance of making the major, which means a very little chance to make yeah. worlds, and your season is almost over and we're in February. 
Like, I think that the biggest thing for me when I look at it is I look at it more from an org point of view, where you talk about like the players, where obviously their season's going to be affected. Orgs coming into this have that exact same uh, mentality, and they're the ones putting the money into it too. So if you are teams, for example, like your Moist, your your Shopify Rebellion, whatever else, and then you then have one bad day. Uh, yes, you, because you've been peaked on by um, an outside of the bubble team, and then you then don't make that first um, one of the qualifiers. You then don't make the major. The investment is then so much riskier. Is it then worth yep. it at this point economically to even go ahead and sign a team? Can you say to your shareholders it's or not... your single investor, okay, it is worth it to pay these um, 17, 18, 19 year olds to play Rocket League to then get into the RLCS that we can get our branding in front of X amount of people when realistically that that guarantee is considerably lower. And I think that's my that's my biggest concern about it is looking at what happens with orgs and when well, they let's think, ask the org owner stumpy let's ask Rizzo as an org owner how has the how has the moist stonks been affected by not qualifying for top 16 the moist stonks uh how, yeah. how has how have they been affected um, what's the financial report looking like now that they <laughs> they haven't made it how's it affecting the business I mean, I okay, look, I, I feel like this is just a horrible question, to be honest. I'm 100% with Stumpy on the fact that it's hard Thanks, to want to sign a team to make, you know, make your RLCS season or make your make your imprint into Rocket League. But, like, I don't know, being, being specifically about Moist, like, nothing changed. You know, like, we're still, still signed the I very team. Much, I very know? much used Moist as an example of no, a team. No, no, I know. I'm just saying yet. CJ's question was horrible. But, like, yeah, like Moist is still signed. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not affected anything. You know what I mean? Like, not in that regard. Yet. But, yeah, exactly. Yes. But, like, you know, a, as an org who, like, maybe wants to get into Rock, like, I'm 100% on the same page as Stumpy there, where it's, like... I mean, okay, I was saying the same thing about, uh, who was it? Pirates. Pirates on a boat. Uh, they got eighth in both regionals, right? Oh, wait. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Eighth yeah, they did, yeah. Top eight in both top regionals, both. but they don't have an org. I was looking at this the other day, and I think uh, there are 10 EU teams that are unsigned in this yep. regional, and I think there are... F Actually, I think there's 10 in NA. I think they're about the same uh, in this yeah. upcoming one as well. That or, didn't or, happen. Or, or, sorry, the previous one. Um, it, it never, it's never happened. And I think, I think if you talk to many, uh, uh, Squishy talked about it already. But I know of many yeah. player situations that have gone from, you know, we are talking to Ox to absolutely, to absolutely no talks at all after the season announcement because of, of the, I mean, there is no stability. And if you, you know, you want to talk about pirates, for example, they make, they make two top eights. But if someone wants to invest on them, there is absolutely no guarantee for them to ever be on the mainstream. Ever again, you know they can just yeah. not qualify for the third event and then not qualify for the event afterwards and then not qualify for the event afterwards. And the thing is, you can you can uh, the argument of you know pro teams should be consistent. I I, I just don't see it. I've the been competing format, for format needs to be consistent seven, as well. You know, yeah, seven and eight years, and I've yeah. never I've never seen that. Like Rocket League, the gap is not that big. You know, between you know a, a top not. team, a a good <clears> team, <throat> a mid t t table team, like. You know, we. I mean, you guys probably will talk about power rankings and whatever. But you know, any any tenth team in the world can beat the first team in the world on mm -hmm. a, on a good day. Yeah. It's not consistency is one thing, but your you know, sports is about you know the the instant and you know being able to perform on the day. And and sometimes things click, sometimes things doesn't. And you try, you know, it's 
it's my job every day to try and make my players, you know, good every day and to play like we do in practice. But it's not because we lose against a random team. It's got to be a like, reward, you know, though, a, a, a lower team. team that yeah. we didn't work good, you know. Uh, and, you know, looking at this, I'm, I'm thinking, is there any example of any sport in the world? Uh, I'm talking about collective sports and not, you know, um, individual sport like tennis and even tennis. Mm -hmm. uh, even tennis like, is a qualifier. Like, you, your yeah. points from the entire previous year, is, yeah. tennis is yeah, very close to where LCS used to work. Same it's with golf. Very consistent. Jok Djokovic, doesn't, Djokovic doesn't play round one of Roland Garros, you know. Like he, also, like, well, yeah, it's even more. Late, you know, in the... It's even more than that, uh, Farah, because in tennis, they have, like, a one-year circuit, but if, like, because in sports, in Injuries are a lot more prevalent. If someone is injured Harry's, for an entire yeah. year and they lose all of their points and now they are not ranked because they have not played for a year, the good players who have previously won will still get like a direct invite or a wild card yeah. given to them because of their past performances. There's always a reward for previous success. So say, I, a lot of people will counter what you said, and I don't think that they're accurate at all, but a lot of people will say, yeah. well, if Pirates in a Boat, for example, make two top eights like you mentioned, and uh, in the world you're presenting, they don't win and uh, they don't qualify again. Well, then they don't deserve the org. They don't deserve to be top eight. That was probably not fair. Right. But the difference is, like, well, if there was a very, very like consistent qualifier format at the start of the season, then you wouldn't have that issue. You'd know yeah. right off, right off the go. Yeah. These are the 16 best teams right now, and eight of them are requalifying automatically. The other eight. Um, exactly, and that's what we're asking. Final day of the qualifier. That's what we're not asking for. Sixteen teams to like. We're not asking. Let's do one qualifier, and then there's the sixteen for the rest of the season. A lot of people yeah. are saying, you know, oh, but even in football, even even in other sports, there's still a no. chance for PSG to be playing a club team. Yeah, but it's not round one. Like, we, and yeah. we still want we still want these bubble teams to be able to compete against the best teams. Yeah. But we don't want it round one, as Farah was saying, of double elim. They can make the, they can still make this top sixteen Swiss, and then yeah. you're playing the best teams. But and give the top eight an auto qual spot, like it's that simple. Yeah, not, not just not just that. Like uh, like in sports, you don't you don't have I don't know like if uh, I don't know the the winner of the Super Bowl is not gonna play the uh, a Sunday League team five days later. You know, like if yeah. It's just it just doesn't make sense to me. But also like uh, coming back to your point, um, it's not just that. Like I think people think of this new format as being more open than ever. Mm -hmm. To me, it's as equally open as the previous one. It's just more unfair because if you're um, say you're you know like you're somewhere around a top sixteen team. Say like if if there was a you know a, a very you know uh, high entity that know all about all about every team and and their exact level and you have one team that is ranked 16. What I think is compared to uh, the previous format uh, where you know the top eight was automatically invited and then you had to fight your way back uh, in for the teams ranked lower. You actually had to fight your way back. Uh, you you had to fight your way back against team ranked you know not as high as the top eight. Yeah, so they're then, in the pool as well now. Yeah. So so you're, you're going to be playing against teams that are uh, weaker uh, on average than the current format, which yeah. means that depending on your bracket, especially if you have a pretty random th a seed, your road can be uh, your like strengths, like maximum strength that you have to reach in order to qualify can vary up to, you know, uh, you need to literally be the best in your region. Uh, mm. You need to beat like, I don't know, the vitality of your bracket, or you need to beat the seed uh, nine. And it's a yeah. pretty big difference when you're a top 16 team, you know? Like, why do you need to mm. beat the best team in your region 
to be considered top 16. It, to me, it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. in the previous format, uh, since the pool was, you know, uh, I don't know if you, if you talk, if we talk about the previous format, you had a, a last day of Swiss between seed um, nine and 24, and they would yeah. play a Swiss bracket with, with them. But, you know, like if you want to, make it into top 16 obviously like this is the kind of teams you should be beating like okay you you beat the 10th team in your region you probably deserve to be top 16 why do you need to beat the best team in your region yeah. to qualify for top 16 to me it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense yeah Not yeah just that. It, you, it, it, you're it's it's comparing it. the number one the number one seed is or oh, the winner of the first regional is 16th yeah. oh, seed totally. and, and it it's doesn't a, it's a like to, to me to me it does not mean you know it's more open it's just yeah it's open but if you're unlucky, you're gonna have to beat Vice City round one, or, or or if you if you're lucky, you have to face no one good uh, until the maybe the, the last round of the bracket, and you actually your road actually gets easier and you get a couple chances at qualifying instead of one maybe, you know it's it's yeah. so unreliable and unfair for you know all of the lower teams and you know when people talk about this format they, oh it's more open i'm pretty sure if you ask all the bubble players they will all still stick with the previous format because of how like more consistent it was to qualify yeah, and actually yeah. more easier as well it was to get an org because nowadays as, as uh, rizzo pointed out mm -hmm. you only have six six orgs that are going to play in the main event tomorrow all gonna and they're not going to stick around for longer to be honest like if, if it keeps yeah. being that way i want to um just like exactly what you said, I want to loop back to Poeb as well, Pirates on a Boat. Like, they got two top eights, and they still don't have an org. It's not a big surprise, you know, it's been the course of a month. But, like, you know, they could be talking to an org, and then they get a second top eight, and the org might be, oh, yeah, this might be good to sign. But, again, they go back into the open quals, and it's like, if Fionn, if the org wants to sign them, like, put yourself mm. in an org's position, it'll be like, Risky. it's a lot mm. more risk. And then also, even if they go on and get a third top eight, they don't make the major, and then, like, if you sign that team, like, next week... You're gonna pay them for to do nothing for two months because yeah. you're oh. gonna wait till the next open qual that they have to run through again. There's no security at all. So it's what yeah. what is the point in signing a team? Yeah, like and that? and actually, like oh. in I think all of us like we we've <laughs> we've known Rocket League for you know eight years, and we've known the you know the very first format of LCS you know with league with league play and everything. And you actually had two chances the whole like one chance to qualify for the season one say, and then six months later you had one chance to qualify mm. for. Uh, uh, you guys played in league play, so you guys know as much as I do. The thing is, it's it it was like you you even had more chances back then, you know, like uh, throughout the year because like nowadays, like if you if you look at last year, bubble players, their season ended in June, I think, and then they had mm -hmm. an off season until up until February, yeah, because big, um, and now they're gonna play for I don't know three months. And then their season is gonna end. Uh, I think the, the way the the second measure is happening when in June, I think. So their season is gonna end in May, and see you next year. All right, nice. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, I think that's what we saw as well. After um, August, I think it was, we saw a lot of orgs leave because they firstly didn't know also when the season was gonna be starting up again. There was a bigger off season yeah. than usual. And then also, it's like, well, even if it starts up again in say October when it kind of normally would. We're not going to have you on for two more months because there's nothing else really going on. There might be like an off-season tournament or two, but that's not the eyes. Um, that's not where all the <laughs> eyes are going to be. And I think yeah. that you said earlier about um, uh, top eight auto qualifying them for the next event. We had that previously, and I thought that worked really well. I really it liked did. it. it, yeah. it was, yeah. You got into the top eight. It was also right, lads. We got through Swiss. Yes, great. We've done that bit. 
Now we know we're going to be back through into the Swiss next time. Even if you get slapped about 4-0 and then you don't make it any further on, it's you've still got that yeah. top eight. You don't need to then go through another um, load of different um, open quals. You then don't need to face some champ threes. It's better overall. And then there's eight new teams that then might come in. And yeah. they're not being taken taken by your vitalities, your calming corps, and your teams are always really going to make it and knocking out teams that are actually exciting. In, in the 16th seed. Like, yeah. we should have a new, we should have a bubble team as a 16th seed, not K Corp. But and, we've and, let them. Yeah. Which ultimately, part of that is on K Corp for losing, realistically. Like, yeah. part of it is on that. Uh, but then yeah. you want to then reduce those chances from happening where you can to then let other teams come in and then be like, look, we were in the RLCS. We are here more consistently. We're top eight. You know we're then going to be on the main broadcast next week because we're in top eight. Like, yeah, yeah. and and not not just that. I mean, you're top eight, but only for a little while. And if you don't perform, you're going to be out of the top eight, and you're going to lose your spot, which is literally what happened to us in Vitality last season. We didn't qualify for the first first yeah. season. We had to go through open qualifiers again, but we deserved it, right? We lost in the qualifiers before. We didn't make yep. top sixteen. We that was a Swiss not... qualifier. Yeah, that was. It. I, we actually had two Swiss qualifiers, and we yeah, didn't two make Swiss it. qualifiers. So uh, it, was, it was like a yeah, the much well, more consistent. When you guys lost yeah. that, it's like okay, that's a lot of it's, you've lost a lot was, of times. It was to, to get deserved. That, yeah. Like we yeah. did not qualify. It was it was deserved. We were not a top sixteen team. We had to take it in, uh, accept it, and work on it. And we did. We qualified for the for the for the next main event. We placed top four, and then we kept on improving. We qualified for the second major of the season, and then mm -hmm. so on and so on. But it was consistent, and you know you would lose to teams, and you would be like, okay, I mean this format is fair. Everyone has a decent amount of chances to make it. We're not playing against you know the best of the best. Uh, if we don't yeah. make it, it's on us. It's not just on the bracket. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm sitting here, you know, arguing about that. And obviously people are going to be like, eh, but I mean, if you want to be a pro team, you have to be consistent. I'm sorry, like no pro team is going to be consistent. Like if you put if you put all of the NA teams in the EU brackets on the main events, like half of them are not making uh, are not making the main event, half of them. So oh. Say it lighter fair for people in the back, because if I say something like that right now, then there, there's going to be like a, a, there's going to be an apocalypse like right now. If I say it, like it, it, it like, doesn't mean it doesn't mean the top teams are not good. It just means yeah. like it's Europe is fucked, yeah. and it, it it could even be you know uh, more heavy because we've actually had a big exod of player. You know, like you've gone. Uh, we lost Sierra. We lost Dorito. We lost um, Jack. We lost Noli. We lost. Uh, who else? Notorious, uh, Nas. Nas. So, mm -hmm. We could have even, you know, more teams it that could, could compete unreal, for, for, those, for, for, oh, those, for, for those spots. Uh, so yeah, Europe is stacked, and yeah, there is not a big gap between, you know, if you're if you're the, the eighth eighth best team in Europe, you're not gonna have a hundred percent win rate against the sixteenth best team in Europe. Obviously, like you see it in Swiss all the time. You know, even the vitality in Swiss last 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 uh, last week lost to. Um, uh, 100%, which is considered a, a bubble team that actually did not qualify this time. And it's going to happen it's all the happen. time. It, yeah. it didn't happen to only one team this season. Is is G2. It's fair play. Like, they are, you know, head and shoulders above above their region right now. But yeah. it's they could still lose, you know, in at some point in the four next qualifiers. Oh, you know, you, know, you mentioned there for the region. You mentioned 100% there. So 100% are the team that beat Vitality in the first round of Swiss last event, in event one. Um, they're they're actually a very solid team. And uh, 
Yeah, Crispy scored like contender for goal of the split against <laughs> yeah, Vitality so in this qualifier. An unbelievable flip reset, uh, like corner double tap. Which, which yeah. It looked like when it, when it first happened, uh, I saw it in the corner of my eye. I wasn't really paying attention. And Rudosin was near the ball. I was like, yeah, Rudosin probably own goal. No big deal. Uh, next. <laughs> and then I saw the replay. I'm like, hold on a second here. That was a worldie. Um, so yeah, Crispy scored a banger. In this qualifier, by the way, 100%. Yeah, they didn't make it like Farrah mentioned. They played against Vitality again. This time Vitality <laughs> got them. And then in the lower bracket, they played against Redemption, another main event team from Event 1 who went 1-3. and three. So yeah. to qualify for top 16, they had to play against two top 14 teams. That is Shoot. not consistent. It's just you, they've lost that. But they're, they're actually, you know, they, they haven't lost to any team ranked below them. They yeah, lost to the team ranked 13 and the team ranked 3 from last event. And they don't qualify. And then- and then That's when you insane. look at their, at their Swiss last time, they, play, they had to play Vitaichi, and their reward for, for playing Vitaichi and beating them was playing Casey. Uh, and then they played BDS. And, <laughs> and then, 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 then they played BDS. Yeah, because, then they lost because, a fast forward. Bad, bad loss. But, you know, they, because, they're... Your losses are quality so, losses, like say so, that. So, 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 you want to talk about inconsistency? Let's let's bring this up. You know, because we lost to Sir in the Open qualifier, we are now mm-hmm. seed sixteen. But if we yeah. beat Gentleman in the first round tomorrow, we are not getting the seed two back. No, no, no. We stay seed sixteen. Wait. So yeah, I, initial I seed. So initial initial seed is a tiebreaker for Swiss. This is why it's important yes. what Ferris is talking about here. If Swiss uh, teams in the Swiss bracket are tied on their game win-loss differential, the way that you decide which team gets the preferential seed, aka the easier matchup, which is not always easier, it really depends on how teams are going on the day, is initial seed. So that's kind of insane. I didn't even think about that. You guys are just now, yeah. now you're just gonna yeah. lose every so, tiebreaker. So <laughs> yeah, we're gonna lose every tiebreaker, which which is <laughs> you know, which is which is okay. Like gentlemates made it three uh, all last time by having a very bad seed. But you know, for a team like hundred percent, that meant that you know beating Vitality they they had then they then they they oh, wow. They then had to <laughs> beat us instead of yeah, having I mean. a slightly easier matchup. Uh, so they lost actually 3-2 and then they had to play BDS which was the tougher matchup they could get and they could have got an easier matchup then again and again and again and it just spirals down you know for like teams that are you know low, lower ranked it's obviously you, punishment. You, you, yeah. you, you might beat one top team once in a while which they do and which a lot of bubble teams will be doing this season but you, we're talking about consistency if the pro teams do not have the consistency a bubble team is not going to have the consistency yeah. either. So no one can actually be a professional player in this league in this format at all. Like no one can be a professional. It's not. A, it's, not it's a. It's a far less viable career choice, and it's already yes. esports is already an extremely risky career. Yeah, very and in order for us to enjoy RLCS, in order for there to be a tournament for us all to watch and to for players to play in, and for coaches and orgs and everybody to have this ecosystem, it has to be reliable. Otherwise, there just will not be a, an incentive to play. And this format doesn't incentivize viewers because it's reducing the quality of the main events so yeah. viewers are not as incentivized to watch main events because they're like well this is just silly my, my team didn't make it you might have it's, you might uh, it's a silly Sunday, reason theoretically to get like the best matches kind of thing yeah it, it, like the like the, the so the benefits are the qualifiers are now arguably more exciting because all of the good teams are in it and it's, and it's like death. Cheeks. so yeah, the the but qualifiers might be better, we love but the, the main events are suffering. The main events have taken yep. the hit, and the main events are where I think the the most uh, fun should be. It's where the most so, like the most excitement should be. Not and, and we shouldn't the... be improving the qualifiers. It's not even improve. We, we shouldn't be trying to make the qualifiers more cutthroat. Yeah. just to 
ruin the main events and ruin I understand like, the, the, the and, and, and I think that, that that was the argument of Epic. Uh, that's what they told us. That was we want to make the qualifiers. Uh, I think we want to raise the stakes. That, that was the argument for not having uh, yes, raise the classic. But the thing is, okay, but why aren't you? Why aren't, I mean, you're you're raising the stake in a qualifier that's happening the same weekend as your like main event from the other regions. So you're not even actually broadcasting it, and you're counting on orgs to broadcast it. But orgs are not interesting, are not interested into coming back into the game because of that same format. So no one, you know, in a couple mm. months, no one is going to be broadcasting the series. So you're raising stakes of a qualifier that no one is going to be able to watch because no but one is going to be streaming you, it. When you say it like that, it really sounds bad, doesn't it? Well, let's get macro really bad. <laughs> We've sorted really out. <laughs> we've, we've sorted out. I think we've established top eight have to auto qual. Uh, we need better seeding, uh, sort of terms of formats. You know, if you win, you take their seed. The initial seed thing, stuffing everything up. But top eight on a micro level for the regionals. But let's get macro because we did touch on it a little bit about the length of the season, about the off season and stuff. And I want to, I want to throw it to uh, to you first, Stumpy. But um, obviously, there's been a lot of talk in the past about how. Uh, congested the the calendar was about there's no room for other tournaments play pros don't get time off there's no off season um and i think that that was clearly uh you know thought about and understood by epic or whoever decided to change the format to what we have now which is a two split into a world half basically half the year eight uh, seven months i guess you could say uh between the first qualifier yeah. and worlds uh, so we have Only five months off. Seven um, months we just had six months off. Now the problem with this is, I think, right? It, 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 I, I understand from a from a you know look at the space for events, but I think you have to have a structured off season put in place. With you know, it might be leagues like you know, I'm going to go to Counter Strike. They have you know ESL Pro leagues. I've got um, Blast. They've got so much, so many other things you can still go. In. But it kind of felt like something like what they've done is they've gone well. There's your window, guys, and they've just like, you know, I think it's kind of cracking their fingers, like go for it. But that doesn't that doesn't do anything, and it it means, as we said, orgs don't have investment in players for five months because there's nothing scheduled. Yeah, it was a bit of an it, it was a bit of an odd one because we were aware relatively early on, from what I can remember last year, that there was going to be a longer off season. Um, yeah, uh, we were aware that it was going to either be starting towards basically not in your September, October. It was going to be starting more in your December, January, February, somewhere around there. Um, yeah. But then I think a lot of that, and I think time off is valuable because I think there was a bit of fatigue that was setting in at the end of um, last season um, with some uh, pros, with some fans yeah. especially. <laughs> there was, it was a lot. A, it was, it, a, lot, it was yeah. a huge amount of competition that was happening um, across... Um, from basically September 20, or whenever it was, September, October 22, yeah. to August of 23. And then there was mm-hmm. also um, Gamers 8 in there. There was there were other competitions that were around all these competitions going on. Time off was good. I'll always maintain that time off was good. I think it was valuable. What I don't think is valuable is how that time was spent, because I think that there was a lot more that could have been done ahead of this season to prepare us all for that off season and make it valuable um there was the there was a big blog post put out where they were saying um how many off-season tournaments were going to be happening and they were funded by sonics i think that's brilliant i like that a lot um i think that it's good space um for those uh, competitions to happen but there wasn't really enough lead time for any third party 
um, tournament organizers to then say, okay, we know now there's going to be a break between August and January, whatever it ends up being. We can, um, if we know that in March, we can then budget for it for April. We can then say, right, we can now go ahead, set up a tournament to be happening in, in October. They didn't know that. And I think that was the biggest problem that it kind of happened very late. There wasn't the possibility to set up these third party um, competitions. And so then it was just sort of a twiddling thumbs until the RLCS comes back. Orgs have no adventures, uh, sorry, have no incentive to um, keep players signed. Um, they don't have any time to actually really make competitions. Flip and Spin was the only real big one that we had over in Europe. Um, there was obviously fantastic competitions like the draw um, and with Saltmine and stuff like that. But they weren't necessarily filling the gap that I think that that gap needed to have filled um, with the competitions that we were expecting to be there as well. They were so, random tournaments, really. Like, and when I say yeah. random, I mean it was just like one and done. Like that, we we I think if you're going to have a five six month off season, you need circuits, you need leagues, you need something that keeps the viewers coming back week in week out. Pros working towards something, yeah. so you mm-hmm. get that constant viewership from all. You get the constant practice from teams, and as I said, like Counter Strike, you know, you got ESL pro leagues, you got local tournaments. There's, there's got to be something going on that is consistent, not just. Uh, this weekend we're going to have, you know, it might be uh, one of it. And I know, like you say, well, we had Salt Mine, we had Solar mm-hmm. going on for a while, but it wasn't, you know, these are community funded. These are third, these are not, you know, we don't have big TOs coming they, in. We want to see. They were, they, were, they were funded by Psionics. So I keep saying Psionics, but Epic, I mean. Yeah. Like they, 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 yeah. Were, they were funded by Epic um, almost um, completely in their entirety. But I think, and I also, I don't think they even need to be a consistent league thing across that. Like, I don't think it needs to be a consistent thing. I think we just need lead time. We There needs to be time mm, to plan. Yeah. It needs to be yeah, set up earlier on. Because if you, if you can't plan, like, like well, I, I don't even know when we were sort of um, uh, hinted at whether it's going to be a longer off season. But even then, we didn't really know what was going to be happening. We didn't know it was going to be coming back. Um and so we were sort of there twiddling our thumbs, doing obviously what we could. There was um, other competitions going on, but even then you can't really plan what's going to be going on when you don't know when it's going to be starting up again. Um, obviously, then it kind of got to the start of January and uh, Blast then ended up um, taking over the contract for the RLCS. And I said this on, I went on Nolly's stream a couple of weeks ago because I was talking and chat about it, about Blast generally. And I am extremely positive about Blast. Um, they are... The people that we've spoken to, um, I'm sure that CJ and Johnny, you'll back this up as well. The individuals we've spoken to have been brilliant. They have been so personable. They have been very friendly. They've told us so much of what we need to know. Um, and they're trying to do what they can at the moment with um, ultimately quite short notice of what they've been given. So I yeah. think that there is a very bright future going forward. But my God, we've said it every year for eight years. Tell us more let us plan because if yeah. we can't plan this is me as an individual saying i want to plan because i want to have my own life like organizers mm. are like tournament organizers and orgs they want to know what's happening so that then we can actually plan things they don't want to yeah. just be sitting about thinking oh when's our rcs back like mm-hmm. we want to know what we're doing with our team like it's not just uh, the fun. Uh, and and i and i mean i think i think you know like i've been you know really against you know the, the the current format for like various reasons but i think it's the bare minimum like that's why i'm asking for changes you know like not just next year i think it has to happen as soon as possible and i'm looking at mm-hmm. next week because the issue, yeah, next the, week, issue yeah. the issue I'm, I'm i'm really worried about for our scene is that this year is not looking 
great so far with what we've been announced with with the current format and what i'm expecting is no org is going to join like no like big org is going to be willing to invest on a, on a new team and most of the current orgs are going to see this as a waste of time and resources like for this year so they're all pretty much going to leave because it's not just about the format like the format needs to change to, to just have the minimum required for orgs to you know function in this environment but we actually need much more than that like i'm and it's like I, I hear about all of the budget arguments and the stuff like that but like i'm looking at i'm looking back at some of the years we had you know like 2019 for example where the price pool was less lesser you know like 2019 yeah. price pool was lesser but we had illig uh, even if it was like very late in 2018 we had wsa we had two seasons of our dream acts we had four dream acts we had and we might have something else in between like so many lands so many yeah there's a there's a gnarly there's a gnarly as gnarly well, as well. and no I th oh actually yes i think i think there was yeah, yeah. Oh, it, think, was it? No, 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 it was one... 2018. It was 2018. Was it 2017-18 for Gnarly? Yeah, Maybe it was 2017-18. Because I remember uh, with the second one, uh, it was during the World Cup final between France and um, and uh, and Croatia. And uh -huh, I had to play yeah, you just during had to bring the that World up. Game. Yeah, you, you had yeah, to bring had, that up, of course. But I had to play yeah. during that game, so I was really pissed as well. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like... Right now, and this this season with the current format is not healthy for orgs at all to invest in. It's not healthy for the players to play because you only play for a very short amount of time in a very intense way. Like, like you know, there is all the talks about boot camps and shit. We have to travel so much, like to actually, you know, give our all and give our best and give the the best product experience and everything. No, Farah, and... Europe's very small. Actually, you guys just hop on a train. It's not that hard. I yeah, heard, yeah, it's so... a train that costs about the, I think, twenty play... euros anywhere yeah, in like, Europe. Enough of, the, enough the, of your nonsense. The, it's easy. The, the, the player's fatigue is getting to extremes high, especially when you actually reach the later stage. Because, like for us, we had to play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, very intense mm. series finals, and then. You don't have any break. You have to come back home, go back on the grind because Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you play again mm -hmm. and you have to be consistent. You, you can't you, lose. You cannot lose yeah, because lose. otherwise you lose your seed, bro. Or you, yeah. you just lose your whole season. So you just keep keep on oh, going. Man. You keep on going. You do not have breaks. You do not have nothing. You keep screaming. You keep practicing. And even when you want to practice, the game is not in, the, in a healthy in a healthy state right now. Like there has been no updates uh, as of now. The leaderboard is still broken, and I've watched my players the whole day playing ranked, and there was a lot of games where they just couldn't play because they have, they were facing win traders that did not play the game and wasted them five minutes. Classic. Everything <sighs> right now about the, the the current situation as a pro player is unhealthy. It's bad. It's like very hard to play in. And it's not sustainable for everyone. Like whether, like the whether you're a professional or someone looking to be uh, a professional, mm. it's 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 not gonna happen. Like yeah. we we're not we're not we don't have a bright future right now. Like nothing is announced. We learned about Copenhagen like I don't know uh, five days ago. So like for example, like I think a lot of people remember the 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 KC fans in in Rotterdam in Düsseldorf. They they are not gonna be coming in Copenhagen because of the too short too short of a notice. And it's yeah, it's a shame. 
every everything you know everything added up may, makes me extremely pessimistic right now because there is very little communication and i know you've talked about blast being great and all we on on our, on our side we haven't seen that yet Although, yeah that's, that's that's completely fair I'm not like and, saying and that, and, and uh, epic yeah, and 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 the communication with epic has truly died down and the the, the issue I'm, I'm at is like we we i mean they they've gone all in with their like current format for like their vision for like various reasons um you know in increasing the signups or whatever which you know there, there, there were some good decisions in the in the lot i just think there was yeah a, a, the price the price pool of, price pool definitely uh, increased yeah. signups like so yeah, like they but, have but achieved this, their goal with uh, some things this, 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 is, this, this is what increased signups it's not the fact that it was no it's more not open. cutthroat it's, yes exactly. um uh, <laughs> and you know it's just I'm, I'm i'm afraid that we're looking at very few changes this season when we actually need them as soon as possible before losing before losing like valuable orgs yeah. and valuable, you know, people that invest in your scene and that that, that make we care play yeah. player. Yeah, care. We we lost care actually. We like you know, I remember a time where we, you know, like Rizzo and CJ were online and we were meeting Psionics people, uh, you know, they they, they were at the, the events, we were talking to them um pretty much all the time and now it just feels like no one I mean I don't even know who's handling everything who like i remember back in the days you you would have a lot of psionics employees working on the game hanging on each other so i remember automata for example who was mm -hmm. you know hanging yeah. in I it's just Arthur. not happening anymore like i don't see people working i hope on it happens game. in copenhagen I, I hope it does like mm -hmm. i don't know i've not had a chance to have a conversation yet with anyone um from uh epic esports so hopefully that uh i mean i hope that continues like they have the same kind of relationship with lands as psionics had uh like fair is mentioning mm -hmm. But I think like like yeah, I think the, the the short term like things that we need to mention, in my opinion, are that I think Epic's goals for their format and all the things they want to achieve, more signups and they want to have, you know, more interest in the broadcast, I suppose, is another thing you could argue this this does. That could all be achieved without doing we can all be achieved for the same cost, by the way, without you know, having best of threes, double elimination, everybody requalifying, seeding being reset every time. You don't need that. Doesn't actually bring in any viewers. It doesn't increase the interest in the events. It doesn't make anyone's life, the viewers, the people like uh, organizing the events, the players, the teams. Anyway, it just makes everybody's life harder. So I think if I were to summarize the changes we all would like to see, and you know, stop me if I get any of these wrong, but. We don't like best of threes. I think we best of fives are just better. And on these short days, that's yeah. more enough time for best of fives. We think uh, the top eight from uh, overall points should just go into the event automatically. They should not have to requalify at all. The next eight, the you know nine to sixteen teams should go into the final day of the qualifiers every time. The final day of the qualifiers should be a much more consistent format, like Swiss, not double like last season. Yeah, like just basically, why, why about we, we it? Yeah, why, why <laughs> about we just like do exactly what we did last season and keep the prize pool breakdown the way it is now? Because I actually like the prize pool breakdown, having more teams yeah, get more great. money. That I think is what's getting the signups. Yeah. That I think is what's getting the interest in the qualifiers from more players who are not bubble players or pros. Pro, and pros and teams pros are not suffering from giving out for giving up, you know, a, a, a few a few percentage of of the overall cash prize. Mm -hmm. uh, being given to the you know uh, lower tier players, it's it's not the big problem. The big problem is yeah. just there is just, there is just gonna be there is just gonna be no salary anymore in the near future. You know. So we're saying just do mm -hmm. last season's format. I actually I do like the fact that all of the uh, events are Swiss now. I think that's fine. The consistency there, I can see yeah, benefit mm -hmm. for that. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But just like do last season's qualifier format 
but keep the prize pool breakdown as it is now. I think the prize pool breakdown is cool. That's all. Like, and it doesn't cost anything additional. Yeah. It will only improve like pros' lives. It'll only improve teams' lives. It'll yeah. improve bubble players' lives. It'll give us a more consistent top sixteen, top eight, top every level of Rocket League, and that is what we want. That is what everybody wants. That's what the viewers want. It's what the casual viewers want. They want to be able to tune in and know who the teams are. They don't want to tune in and, and you, see 16 new teams every week and be like, wow, that's so cool. I wonder who upset who. You, Nobody wants you to will see still that. Get viewers upset. are going to click you off the stream. You will still get upset. You will still, yeah, get, you'll still get it. You will still you'll, get new yeah. teams, you know, coming up. That's you'll get upset in Swiss qualifier. You'll get upset in the double elimination portion. You'll get upset in the main events. Like, you're going to get so many upsets. We did last season have so many upsets. But there is a, a, a correct level of consistency so the viewers who are casuals can tune in and have a clue what's happening. The passionate viewers get to have the main events that they want where all the best teams are playing because that's what people want to watch. And the people who are investing in esports, orgs, players, teams, and everyone else who's put in their money and uh, their time into it gets some kind of consistent reward for it. And that costs zero. The cost for that yeah. would be zero. Nothing, zero dollars. It's it's the same cost as what's already being invested in the and uh, this is the, right now. Like in my opinion, this is the bare minimum, and it's still mm -hmm. not enough because we've. I mean, we've gone down in in number of events over the years, so we need more events actually. But yeah, well, the, when we talk about the off season, yeah, the off season needs to have like there's so many other cool off season events we could talk about, like you know, all star events, some kind of you know, uh, like a, a different kind of format events in the off season using RLCS players that could be invitational based or open qualifier based. Like it doesn't really matter as long as there's something. But there are like infinite event. We The Rock League community has done such a good job over the years of basically trialing every event that yeah. exists. Like I, I reckon me and uh, Rizzo just in the past couple of years, we've trialed up so many different formats and so many different events. And like that's that, the only us, like, you know, there's lots of other TOs as well. There is a whole wealth of tournaments that have been tried, tested, that you could just copy-paste and put RLCS players into, yeah. put RLCS money into. Yep. And they would all be bangers, because we've tested them before. And we don't if need anyone... a uh, five-month off-season yeah. either. And yeah, I mean, if, we do if that some... on a three-month window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could, yeah, yeah. for sure. But it, it, the, the other thing is, like, none of us are trying to point fingers. We want to help. So everyone that you hear about, you know, saying that this is bad, this is bad, I don't like this. We're not, That's... you know, saying all of that and then logging off, checking out, and ignoring all our messages. If I had anyone asking me, hey, uh, so you had some takes on you know, XYZ yeah. format or anything, my DMs are open. They always have been open. I've like, been consulted on, yeah, uh, many, many times over the years about uh, you know, formats. Formats that have come and gone, and uh, some, of the, some of the things people liked, uh, like Wildcard and the world's like, uh, points system, like region point system. Yeah, these are all things that like uh, you know people have talked about with Psionics, and they've been open ears for those things. They've been added, and the, you know they come from the community. That's actually something that makes me worried about this season. Is how you know I don't think anyone here in this room heard about it about the changes, like the big changes that were going to be made. Like beforehand, I think you know, like Johnny, you 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 said you you were consulted before, like you like you you. Mm -hmm. Participated in uh, you actually you were uh, how to put it um, you had an input at least uh, in in the format and I know I mean that was my yeah. case but the but by the past as well this season I don't think anyone I know of has heard anything about the format has given any input and to me it's sad because like all of us in this room have been on the game for like eight years nine years we know we yeah, know, we know what works. works yeah. And it's we not even like we're be better. Like, the, the way that those conversations go in the past was usually, you know, someone from Psionics would just reach out and be like, "Hey, Johnny, you got a couple minutes? Want to uh, run a quick format question 
by you. They would, you know, present what they want to do and I would give my thoughts on it and then they would go and decide what they want to do. But it's never like, okay, this is, is it like yeah. at no point in RLC's history has, you know, somebody just uh, said, okay, you know, Johnny, make make the format or whatever. It's not that crazy. It's just like there there was some, there was interest in getting feedback from yeah, people feedback. who are invested I, I think in the I scene. I think it's important to have like feedback from people totally, who've yeah. built your scene, who've like been in your scene for so long, who've who've got a huge, mm. it, it's, it's not even about, about following, but you know, who make your scene what it is today. Like, I think it's important to have feedback and I don't think anyone has given any for this. Well, we, and we, and it was so it was always free, problems. by the way. It was it was literally like uh, none of, like people are yeah, so yeah. willing to help and like uh, other. Yeah. I know their scenes is like oh yeah, I'll consult you, but pay me. It's like now there's so many passionate people who just want to make this better uh, behind the scenes and would make it try to help make it better and fix these problems. And the reason I bring that up is that it's you know we're not trying to point fingers and then uh, ignore like uh, like no. we're all ears. We are all all ears and for the better of the scene help. as well. Yeah, and I mean, it's, at zero it's zero game. <laughs> Yeah, a bit of a because like at, 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 this, at, at, at this point, like um, you know, I'm not worried for me. Like I would, I would, uh, I, I said it before. Like I almost called it quits, called it, called it quits, like multiple mm. times over the years. You know, I don't mind if my, you know, if my career stops because of reasons. You know, but it's so frustrating to see it, like to see it can happen because you know the game just like doesn't give you any opportunity anymore you know uh and i think it's gonna happen to so many players now because of you know format because of decisions that are actually have nothing to do with money it's just their vision of the of the scene you know yeah yeah and we don't know uh, why like we don't we have to guess what that vision is but like yeah. that's the other like we can if, yeah. if we knew what the vision was we'd be like great we know we can fix like a one-size fix all but we i don't yeah. know what i'm guessing yeah. speculating communication is the is the aim of the game. Yeah. All right, look, we've, we've covered a lot of the, the format and stuff. We need to move on. This has been beautiful. This has been in-depth. This is this is, this is is gold right here. But I, Rizzo, Rizzo, we've got a couple of villains in the call right now in the Rocket League community. <laughs> I think we have to touch. It would be rude of us not to touch on this, having Stumpy and Johnny on the call. Yeah. And I love Farrah to weigh in on this as well. Well, I thought you were the, talking about I thought you were talking about Farrah for saying that if you put all the NA teams in EU calls, well, half well, of them wouldn't make it. Well, Farrah could be adding to the discussion, but what I'm talking about is obviously the power rankings, the EU the versus NA debate, the hot curse power ranking. Rizzo, do you want to just... Do you want to uh, provide a little bit of insight for the people? I mean, yeah. What's going on here? I, this actually, I mean, there was a conversation on First Touch yesterday, I believe, but I think this all started like three weeks ago. Johnny makes a, a tweet saying his power rankings of the top 10 teams in the world. It was he, like two, yeah, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. He puts, you know, the yeah. four the four French horsemen up at the top, puts uh, the Falcons in the fifth, and he puts G2 in sixth, and that basically caused absolute chaos. And then. Did, you made a follow-up tweet and you didn't move the top six, right? It was just uh, mm -hmm. you just ended I up moving. I swapped Fury and Genji. Yeah. Nothing really changed. Yeah, nothing really changed kind of between that top six. But there was a lot of outrage, a lot of outcry because uh, G two was in that sixth spot, and a lot of people thought that maybe they're fifth, maybe they're fourth. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. The community just went a little bananas there. They're still going bananas. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I didn't anticipate it. Like genuinely, like uh, I, I, I'm just like here's you know a ranking. I thought, oh, you know what's cool? Tweets with flags. Everybody loves to tweet with flags. That's true. <laughs> look, how many, look how many flags are in this tweet. People are gonna love this. I like it. I was like, oh, this is sick. And then I got Ray's Bull's flag wrong, and I felt really sad. And it was too late. It already like <laughs> so many people had replied. I'm like, oh, I was too late. I'm too heavily invested. So I had to reply, exposing myself for getting Ray's Bull's flag wrong. But. Uh, 
No, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why people are so heated about it. I'm like tweeting on my tw own personal Twitter a, a, a global ranking, which is heavily speculation right now because we haven't seen well, international competition like half of well, a John, year. Johnny, I, I got pulled into a yeah, bit. How did you get involved, Stumpy? Oh yeah, <laughs> so, what, you guess, what did you do? So I then so Johnny obviously posted his tweets, um, which I I largely agree with. Um, there's a couple in the middle that I'd I'd, I'd have a little bit more fluidity to. And but that's then, fine, by the way. That, like, that's totally yeah. like that's reasonable to have the Top differences four. in predictions. Don't get me wrong. Lock them in. Like they're <laughs> locked in, baby. Don't get me bloody wrong. Careful, like, we're not Careful, we're getting yeah. into disrespectful territory. We're not moving them, bad boys. Um, but then um, first touch, um, Nossi tweeted out saying that Johnny and Rettles are going to be going on together. They tweeted out Johnny's list. So I then thought this will be funny. I'll, I'll put out, and I feel that starts a lot of my bad tweets. It was like half nine. I thought. <laughs> I've had, I've had half a glass of uh, non-alcoholic water. So I tweeted saying, uh, two hours of Johnny Boy spitting facts and the others denying it with nothing to back up their claims. And then three yawning emojis. The joke being that Johnny is also going out there with only stuff from last season to back up his claims and nothing yeah. about these current teams. Nobody really has much to back up their claims apart from the fact that it's speculation and it's people's opinion. And then we're mm. going off the fact that there's the top four in EU, the last two major land or the last two lands, uh, basically the same players and different permutations. And G2 have now got a super team. Nobody really has much to go off. My God, did I kick the hornet's nest? People <laughs> were pissed. There were so many angry yanks in my replies being like another L take um, having a having a proper little tizzy at me oh, being a knobhead on Twitter for a bit. Um so that that was a lot of fun. Um I was also tweeting a little bit earlier about the LG versus NRG series um being low quality. I'm sorry. If you're watching that series and thinking it Aww, was good, here's our additional oh, there he is. in the camera. <laughs> if, if Rise reckons that's good, then honestly, I'd be I'd be shocked. But no, like LG versus NRG was shocking. There were whiffs, there were issues, there were open nets, there were problems all over the pitch, and then Rettles has a go and says that no, I'm wrong. Our, Hello, um, co our, our, our co-host oh. number four is here. <laughs> I have to out to France to make sure he's talking good about the podcast. Um, Rise, give <laughs> us your uh, give us your power rankings, rookie. Give us your top. Have you been, have, uh, have eight. You been watching Rise? Do you follow the conversation right now? No, I've been playing twos, bro. I got RSS Okay, okay. Well, have to... uh, give That's us your power rankings and then ask, back. What's your power rankings right now, worldwide? <laughs> worldwide. Mm. Um, top five. Let's just keep it simple. Can I do it without us? Because that makes it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. I'd do... What, is this based off Regional 1 or just in general? Just right now. Yeah, just in general. What's Rise thinking I'd, if, you know, I'd, if you had to, get, if you had I'd to do, guess? I'd do Vitality 1, BDS 2, G2 3, Mate 4, um, then I'd have to put like G, Gen G. Gen G, okay. So that was Vitality. Who was two? Sorry, Vitality BDS. G2. BDS is two. G two, G mates. the mates. Yeah, Gen G. And this and is then also then I'd, then I'd do in there as well. Then I'd do like Falcons, Furia, um, Falcons. Wait, how many am I on? Seven. That's seven. Yeah. Falcons, Furia. Then I'd put like. The luminosities, the 
I, I don't even know like the eight, nine, ten that I'd put. But yeah, that's 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 okay. like that's the main. That's like the top teams from every region. I don't know about mm. like the lower teams in every region where they like rank, but like from like major teams, I'd I'd say that's pretty pretty decent. Yeah, it seems like a pretty pretty uh, informed and very respectable opinion. That's why we get him on. He just comes in content. I'm the fourth host. That's how it is. I don't mind it. That's why he's the fourth host. Thank you, Roz. I don't mind it. We appreciate it, guys. Have a good show. Good luck this weekend. I think the summary of the the rankings, right, and I know we're going to dive a little bit further into it, is obviously, one, it is speculation. Um, Mm -hmm. And obviously, it kind of like, if you're looking at history, it's easy to put the top four in EU as the top four. Um, visually, the way G2 are playing, it's easy to say that they could be they could be the best team in the world. They could mm-hmm. be, could be within the top four, mm-hmm. and it's That's and I don't yeah. I don't blame anyone putting them in the top four, and I don't think it's ludicrous to put them in the top four, top three, top two, whatever you want. Um, again, it, it is it is all speculation, but it is so fun, and I just again I love it. It, it honestly it warms my heart because it doesn't it doesn't matter where we are, what situation is the EU versus NA debate is just, oh, it's beautiful. NA. Yeah, I think like if we want to look at, at history, um, and I, I'll take probably the the the, the devil side on it, like the the other side on it. Mm. But you know, I, I think you know in Europe, uh, especially in the COVID era, you know, we've been we we've known for like how good BDS was for 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 for, for years, and and. Um, and it was not a surprise to see them the, the first for the first international now. So I think you know I, I think uh, to to take an side on, on it uh, when a team dominates a region like that, um, like G2 is doing right now, I think it's fair to say they can uh, be the best. They can actually be number one right now, uh, and it would not be a huge surprise to uh, see them come on come out on top in Copenhagen um, in Copenhagen. Sorry. Um, so, like, I, I think it's it's not fair to say, you know, they're they're you know uh, they're only playing you know a weaker competition, even though it's true. Uh, I think in NA, the you know the, the the there is less good teams than in Europe, and I would even say that there might even uh, be right now less like top top teams than in uh, some actually, uh, because some is looking really good with uh, you know complexity, Furia, um, NIP. Um, but when a team dominates like that, you have to be, you know, respecting it as long as they are not being put in any kind of danger, you know. As long as no one is threatening them, you have to accept that they might be, at least they're, they're on par with the best in Europe, uh, in my opinion. So would you say you're more like, you're thinking more like a tier list then? Because it sounds like yes. you've got less of a clear I, I, ranking. I do, not, I, do not like, I do not like ranks, especially after one regional or two regional. I think, I think in terms of tier list, uh, if we're talking about like championship contenders uh, for Copenhagen, G2 is up there. There might be who, only who one. Who else is in there for you? Who, who else apart from uh, uh, I think, I think uh, Vitality, obviously. Um, I, I'd say Furia and um, Falcons are looking to be titles cont- cont- contenders as well. And we might uh, have BDS and, and Gentlemates as well in, in Europe. But uh, I'm waiting to see this weekend because one regional is not enough to to, 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 to see, you know, where everyone stacks yeah. up. Um, so, like, to me, those are, you know, the main favorites. And in this format, you know, uh, because you have only a single elimination stage after, you know, it's going to be, you know, quarterfinals, semifinals, and, and finals. It can go very far and, and it, it can go very fast, sorry, so... You can get like, each other in the quarters as well. Like you, you're not guaranteed yeah. to get the same top four 
um because yeah, yeah. you guys could clash yeah earlier what, what about genji uh Farah? what about uh genji i think you didn't mention them no i mean as long as i cannot you know put any threat to g2 i i think they're gonna struggle with the with europe because i i do believe europe is going to be able to cause issues to, to g2 so like to make them play worst i've seen tweets about how you know how it's the you know uh, better looking team right now but when uh when you play against weaker teams it makes you look better as well like your your your, your mistakes are not p- punished so you you know people do not see the, those mistakes and um so I, I i don't think they're on that level yet but they can be you know individually i think first first killer is still you know uh, 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 mm, an amazing yeah. players their their lineup is stacked they just have not you know found a way to make it work perfectly right now it does seem Stumpy, you've been known to uh, love NA. What are you thinking? Cheers, Rizzo. Um, I, I, really I, I, I have a point that I want to make that I think that people have not been getting a lot when they've seen a lot of tweets coming out from myself, from Johnny Boy, from whoever else that's being a little bit of a provocateur. Every single person that is currently sort of like poking NA is basically wanting a fight. I want every single person in North America to not just like sit back and just be like, well, yeah, Europe going to win anyway. That's boring. I don't mm. want that. Like, yeah, when we you need go North to America land, to be good. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, want, I, want what we want. I want NA to be, literally, as, as, as fighty as they can, as punchy, as cocky, as coming into an event and saying, like, yeah, okay, maybe we are the underdogs, but we're still going to win. Like, it doesn't matter that you've got top teams and you've won the last events, whatever. We're going to win this one. I don't, I, I, I don't like the attitude on on Twitter especially, of people going into it and saying, oh, NA is so chalked. Like, these are those like, NA pros and stuff. And it's like, oh, no, we're so chalked. We're going to lose. That's not a good attitude to have when you're a competitor whatsoever. I, I, like, I, don't, I, don't, think any, I don't think anyone is saying that. I don't think anyone can respect the fact that they're, they are like better-looking teams. Um, no, some people are definitely that, saying that. Some pros. If you're telling me pros are, are going to qualify for the major and, and be like, we're going to Copenhagen and and not win, I'd be very surprised. Uh, I don't know. Um, but this, this is why I love Rettles in this conversation too, because he is coming out back. and being so yes. confident and so excited. Like, realistically, if North America was in the position that Europe has been in for however many years and being the top region uh, almost every single land that we've had, they, they would be cocky, obviously. Like, you're going to be. Any region's going to be. That's how it works. Like, you're on top. You're allowed mm-hmm. to boast. You're allowed to be cocky. But then what that means is that you then have a target on your back. And you are then going out there and saying, well, yeah, Europe, we're going to win again. And every other region should then be like, no, screw you guys. We're going to beat you. And it should generate that fight. And it should make you want to improve and to be better. And it shouldn't sink you down. And I, I, I definitely want to make sure that, like, it's coming across, coming across as nice. prodding yeah. to make sure that North American fans are hyped and that they are being excited and that it's, it's almost like lighting a fire underneath people as opposed to punching down and being like, no, shut up, you aren't allowed to talk. It's no, come on, hit back. Like, what, what are you going to do? How are you going to push your region through and make sure that you give us as much content and excitement and everything as you possibly can? Because being... Before, um, before Johnny goes as well, I know he wants to say something, but... Um, yeah, it's like people say, oh, they're just, people are just doing it for content or pe- or it's kind of like two sides. They're either doing it for content or 
they they fully believe it. But it it can absolutely be both. Um, the and the fact is, like the whole discussion, it is great content. Like I know the people go, oh, it's I'm sick of this EUNA. No, it's fantastic. The the the, the debate, it's insane. Like look at Reddit. There's five million bloody comments <laughs> about it. It's insane. It gets people talking. It's divisive. But at the end of the day, like yes, we care. But it, we don't. It's not like it's not life or death. You know what I mean. So it's fun, and the whole point about it, the whole back and forth. At the end of the day, we all just like watching the game. We all enjoy the esports. We have yep. our favorite regions. We have our preferred thing, uh, regions. We have our own thoughts, our own our own theories. But it also is still content. It's content for you guys. It's content for us. So you know, fight for your region. But at the end of the day, don't think that Johnny literally will cry himself to sleep if G2 win a major. He doesn't care if G2 win a major. He just has his thoughts, wants to put it out there. It's great content and it helps um, create discussion for everyone. Same with Stumpy, same with the North Americans, same with the Reddles putting his ideas out there. It creates content. It's, it is his thoughts. It is his, it's his beliefs. But... We're not, it's not life or death. Like we're saying, like it's good fun. Like, so let, like, let's keep the back and forth discussion, but don't think for a second that, you know, this is people's, oh, my integrity's on the line or, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Because, you know, we're all just putting our thoughts out there and it is just for good fun, creating discussion yeah. and keeping a healthy esport. Like, nothing's healthy if everyone's like, you're great. No, you're, you're a great team. No, you're like, the teams want to go out there and go to war. Like, that's what it's mm. all about. It's good fun. And we, we've said before as well, privately, that like we're setting ourselves up to lose. Like we're, we're very much cocky on purpose and being a little bit annoying on purpose so that then when North America... Don't sit on the fence. Man, yeah. It's like, yeah, you are then. You're going on social media. You're atting us. You're then, you're then atting about the East, but you're talking about it. You're generating that discussion. And then you're saying like, yeah, you were wrong. And it's like, yeah, I'm now, I'm the clown. I'm the joke. Like that, that, that is the exact point is to then make and generate all of that discussion. We want to be proven wrong being you know making sure that we put out as many arguments as we can that go against your arguments when you're right you'll feel bloody brilliant about it and that's the entire point so yeah keep doing it keep talking about rocket league and hopefully we are going to get proven wrong because it's really fun then when we do yeah i don't think anybody else has any other takes here i think we just go right through Johnny, are you muted? Oh, I'm yeah, muted. Oh, <laughs> I'm muted. Okay, yes, I'm yes, yes, so no one has any other takes like so let's <laughs> Is that mute? Okay. Yep. Yeah, no, I want to say I do I do disagree with one thing you said there, Stumpy. I, mm -hmm. I don't want to be proven wrong. I want to keep being right. It's fun <laughs> being right. Like, uh, the one thing that I think uh, works well in, like, uh, our, uh, you know, space, like, as casters and, uh, you know, pundits and whoever, whoever you want to call people in the scene, the one thing that works really well is just being genuine because mm. it will divide and, uh, I guess, um, like you know increase interest like if if i just said yeah i think that there are seven teams in the world right now that all have a completely equal chance of winning the major people would be like oh okay that's yeah. not not City really that fans, boring. it's not really that interesting mm -hmm. sitting on the fence is it's literally boring i, I don't yeah. want to know i don't mm -hmm. want to hear anybody say that i want to hear who you think is going to win why and uh then if, it, if you're right congrats if you're wrong uh, I'm definitely, I want to hear what you're going to say next. So that's why I personally love T-Bates and I love, I've always loved T-Bates. When he came in the scene first, I was mm. a big fan. Still, I'm a big fan because a lot of people are speculating, is he serious? No, I feel like he's playing a character. <laughs> I can promise you, he is dead serious. T-Bates yeah. is absolutely dead serious every time that he makes a prediction. And uh, yeah, that's what makes him so divisive. A lot of people are like in massive fans of him. 
A lot of people are, you know, massive haters of him. I have the same effect on people. A lot of people are massive fans. A lot of people are massive haters. And it's something that comes with the territory. It's expected because, uh, you know, you're just being genuine. You're, you're saying what you think and uh, you're just being yourself. And mm-hmm. it like, you know, the, the truth mm-hmm. is in this world, there are going to be people who like you. There's going to be people who don't like you. You're not going to get along with everyone. If somebody says mean things about you on the internet, doesn't really matter you know it, like it just it's just part of the part of the job so yeah that's like something to remember and the only other thing i wanted to say because i've already like talked about my predictions a bunch i don't need to talk about that uh anymore but like uh yeah the uh i was definitely surprised i saw a lot of people like complaining about the conversation yesterday and first touch and saying that it was you know insanely disrespectful and they can't believe what they're hearing i i went back and listened because i was like that's surprising to me because I remember during the discussion, I thought this is really interesting. You know, I've, I've talked with Rettles a, a bunch. We've argued a bunch, like pretty heated in the past, actually, about EU versus NA uh, many times. And I thought that was actually, for us two, very civil. And uh, for First Touch, it was super civil, in fact. And I watched it back and I was like, yeah, it's same vibe. I don't, I think that was fine. I think if I could redo it, I'd say all the same things. I'd probably try and, you know, steer the conversation the same way. I, I enjoyed it and I thought it was fine. Um, so I reckon people are probably letting their, you know, personal opinions of people affect their uh, perception of what's actually going on. Because no, none of none of the people on that call actually have a problem with each other, if, at least as far as I'm aware of. I definitely don't have a problem with anyone. So yeah, D- just remember it's not it's not actually as serious as you think it is. But yeah. yes, T Bates is being serious. I am being serious. We're not we're not playing a character. Like we're being. I can we are attest to that. Think backstage at events when Johnny mm. and teammates will have a point that they've been arguing at the start of the day and it will genuinely continue until the end of the day like when the they are in the green room at various points they'll come in there argue someone will then go off and then do a desk segment then like an hour later they'll then both come back and it will just pick right back up again so yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and during so during segments it's like you know we're very heated right each other's throats and we're giving each other absolutely no benefit that I, I'm like you know everything teammates says I am attacking him and he's attacking me and we're like trying to win the argument and be right and uh, tell everyone why the way they should believe us and uh, not that fraud but then as soon as the segment's over we're just like ah oh, that was a really good segment actually that was funny yeah. yeah that was a good yeah that was i really like that it's not personal it never is so i i you know uh, i think i think a lot of the fans right now are taking it personally which is the the only thing i was going to mention here the, the, i think the, stop taking it stop taking it personally it's not personal it's yeah. not your identity whether or not g2 win in Copenhagen. It just isn't. The, to be fair, it this, shouldn't be. This conversation, there was a lot more, I guess, a lot more people kind of mentioning that, complaining, but I do think it is like the vocal minority. Most people really don't give a shit to, you know, for. It's just, <laughs> black, it's just black, like black, boiling whatever. over, but it's been building up and building up. There's so much frustration right now in Rock League and people are looking for, That's like, fair. okay, yeah, how do I explain sure. this? So I'm not too, I'm, I, in a way, I'm not surprised that there is just a lot of, like, general animosity in the scene. Um, but I just wanted to reassure people that there's no, like, uh, no, nobody's like, I don't know, as far as I know, you know, everybody, everybody's good friends at Rock League events and, uh, everybody's just trying to do a good job and no, nobody is, you know, trying to fool you into thinking, uh, something uh, that they believe something like T-Bus is not saying things to trick you. He's, he's saying what he thinks. I can promise you that he believes every single one of his predictions, no matter how ridiculous you think it is. And that's what makes him like, in my opinion, amazing. For his job, he's one of one. You can't replace him. He's 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 perfect for what he does. All right, before we fully wrap up the show, we are going to go to a little final segment, and that is the Patreon questions. I've tagged some of the Patreon members 
uh, or all the Patreon members, and uh, they've sent some questions. And this one is specifically uh, for well, fair I would assume because it's about KC. I don't think it's about Stumpy, but this one comes Good from. I'll uh, give it a go. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> this one's from Pyro. He <laughs> says, "How is the KC coaching environment different?" from vitality you know are there any little different quirks from the players or anything like that are they more good vibes yeah, what do you got i mean yeah I, i'm assuming it's uh like the, the question is more targeted at the you know the, the the team side of it uh so i will touch on that just after i think i think the starting point is the, the orgs are extremely different in the way we you know our, our work uh from you know from the inside like we like the the way i do day to day with uh with kc is different uh, than i used to do with with vitality so uh you know uh, there is good sides and bad sides but you know i think the, the adaptation makes me learn new things so i'm really happy about it and when it comes to our team um i think it's three very different personalities than the ones i had uh previously on, on vitality um uh, in vitality it was very I would say goofy, but uh, yeah, uh, very, very vibes, very goofy, very jokes all the time. Um, mm -hmm. uh, obviously, with brothers in on the team, it's, it just never stops. But also because you know uh, they're all trying to make jokes all the time and laugh at each other. Uh, with this team, it's different. They're still like it's still funny, but in a more serious way. You know, like I think I have players that want to prove uh, something again. That want to, I mean, that, that they want to improve. They want to, they want to be great. They want to win worlds. Um, so they're, you know, uh, the the dynamic is very different, but it's, you know, it it kind of leads to the same thing. It's like we, you know, the the end goal is the same. We want to improve. We want to improve as a team. So you know, it's just different ways to approach uh, issues. But it's, uh, yeah, that's what makes it fun, I guess. And then uh, this one can actually go to both of you, uh, Stumpy. We can start with you. This is from J Town. Let's go. And uh, this is actually this is a more analytical question on your side, okay? So J Town right. asks, which players have had the most improvement from last season? uh like in this current split what what players have you noticed have made a significant uh a much bigger impact i guess on their team compared to last season which what's what's one player that instantly comes to mind the first person that i thought of straight away because he had such a standout week last week in north america is cheese like the quality that he put forward was mental i was so impressed with like looking at them um go through um the entire top eight as I said, they uh, I, I actually I critiqued Luminosity versus NRG earlier on, um, but Cheese was brilliant in that series. He was outstanding. He was hitting his shots. He was exactly where he needed to be almost every single time. Um, yeah, I was extremely impressed with him in that series. And then it just it carried on through the semis. The Grands, ultimately, you're up against the best team in your region. It's your first time in a Grand Final. I'm really not going to hold that against a player in particular, to be completely honest, um, because the fact that he managed to get there and he managed to perform as well as he did throughout the entire weekend against an OG that also looked very good um, in the end. Yeah, Cheese was, I think, my biggest like change up. Because last season, from what I remember, we didn't... Did we see him in any of the um, regionals like consistently? He wasn't really a consistent... Yeah, well, he, he, was, you know, he was definitely making regionals consistently, yeah. But um, he wasn't... He wasn't uh, a standout player. No, least, he's, he's like, a great pick for most improved, yeah. yeah. He's been one of my first choices yeah. as well. He was fantastic. I've been yeah. extremely impressed. I want to see him. I really, really want to see Luminosity make it to LAN. I think that'd be 
a crowd favorite team. People bloody love Rettles. Cheese is a brilliant yeah, story yeah. too. Magic Bear yeah. has got many Cheese is a lad, by the way. She- Cheese is a top lad. He's a great lad. Yeah. We had him at solo queue. He's phenomenal. Love yeah, Cheese, I mean, but... the whole of LG, like like Magic Bear has got maybe mm. the best pro name out of any pro that's currently playing at the moment. I think he's got an outstanding And name. he looks a bit like Squishy now. So he's straight, He you know, does. He does. <laughs> got the, got, well. got yeah. the, 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 the goatee uh, developing. Mm-hmm. So he's that's got the cool. same shape head as well, he which does. is good for him. Yeah. 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 He's, he's got the yeah. goat head. Like they're, they're, Yeah, they're doing very well. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he actually does. I never thought about that. And then, Farah, do you have a standout player? Maybe somebody in Europe that you've noticed has just made a much bigger impact on their team this season? Yeah, uh, I think Juicy. I mean, Juicy yeah. was not looking as, as stellar on most as he is right now with, with Gentleman. At, at least his first regional was mm-hmm. uh, really, really good. But uh, outside of him... Um... What did you think about Exotic, Farah? this first regional yeah he played really really he, well but he, he i bound, mean last i don't know season... did you see he he bound air roll for this season it's kind of a big difference <laughs> i mean last season he won a major so i'm not sure how you know big of without air roll as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I, I think it's it's much more expected from you know a player from his caliber than from juicy who was a mm-hmm. yeah you know much more like a much newer player uh mm-hmm. last year um uh, I, I think people are going to see more from Drali as well. I think like uh, yeah. like he's, he's he's not performed at, at the best of his abilities uh, last regional, so I expect him to you know shine more uh, in the upcoming regionals. But still, pretty uh, for a good first event, I would say. Yeah, I mean, for, top four is a good result in Europe. Like, pretty decent event. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you see, in the, you're in the run for the major. You're you know in a in a, mm-hmm. in a good form. I think it's a, it's a pretty good event. Yeah. Um. Just while you, while you're still there, Farah, I got another one for you. Now, this Desha kind of asked, "What's the most underrated mechanic?" Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna twist this question. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you as a coach now of a world championship team of another team that's won a regional, and you know you've got the CV. What do you what do you look for in a player? Like, what what makes you want to coach a player? Is there anything anything sort of specific that you look for? Or you go like, "That's a player that I'd love to coach." Like, what what kind of qualities? Yeah. Or actually, I love someone who has like huge qualities, but he's always gonna make you know uh, try and uh, make his teammates look good. You know, like how people talked about Zen in his very first regional, how he was not using his mechanics. He was. He was just setting his teammates up. And I know there is something about that that, that, that I love. It's like you know, you know, you can shine, but you know, for the you know, for the better of the team, you have to do some uh, different work than usual. You have to set your teammates up. You have to, uh, yeah, maybe not get the goal, but get the the assist instead. Um, you know, not get the last touch in order to set up your 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 your, your team teammates in a better way. Like those are the the qualities that I, I love to see uh, in a player because you know, it's like you know he can do more. But it's not because you know his teammate can actually do even more in this specific situation. And I don't know. I like mm-hmm. seeing players do this kind of stuff. That's a that's a nice answer. I like that, Stumpy. I've got one for you as well. This is a on, mate. this is one of our. I don't want to say it's a end half this with a bang, roast. Stumpy. Give us something nice wanna, to talk about. Okay. I want to end this with an absolute bang, and this comes from none other than Rise's dad, our favorite, one of our favorites. I can't say our favorite, <laughs> one of our favorite Patreon members, Stumpy. I see people shit on non-pros for their analysis. How much analysis can be made without being an actual professional player at some point? And um, this could also technically apply to Johnny as well. This is a great question for Stumpy. Good, never a pro. I would, <laughs> I, I would say that you can, 
so long as you actually it comes to the qualifier or so long as you actually know what you're talking about which i appreciate is uh, a qualifier that basically means that it doesn't matter but aside from the individual feeling of being in a pro series somebody who isn't pro can analyze rocket league in the exact same way as a pro player i would argue i don't know how a pro specifically feels in a series i don't know how it feels to be coached how it feels through the walkout to sit down at the chair whatever to go on boot camp i don't know how any of that feels I can guess from my life experiences, but I don't have that specific information. In terms of analysis, you don't need to have been a professional footballer to have to be able to analyze professional football. You don't need to have been that in CSGO. You don't need to have done that in any sports. It might help in certain areas, obviously, but I think that in Rocket League, it, it, it doesn't matter if you've been a pro previously. I think, CJ, you've got different experiences to me. I'll defer to you for many questions as well because you will know more things about being specifically a pro in those times too. But yeah, I don't think it really has any any impact aside from the specific um, leanings towards a pro player experience. And even then, everyone experiences stuff differently. So, I'd say it's not the be-all and end-all. I mean, there are very good coaches, very good managers, very good mm-hmm. you know um, analysts in all sports that never played at the highest level. Or they like, weren't the best act. players. Like, or they weren't so, the very I don't best. Know if it's yes, the same so, yeah. in other sports. But yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah, they're true. just like the role players turn into like w- like the best sort of coaches best, yeah, in, coach. in Australian sports. At least that's been the thing. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just not the be all and end all. Like the very best player um, is probably just to, you know just by statistical like statistical probability, you're probably not going to be the best coach as well uh, because it's very unlikely that that person would have both skill sets to the mm-hmm. max it is possible but it's unlikely um but yeah like obviously pro players have one uh, very specific input they have their own biases they have their own experience and they have their own limitations as well they can't um you know it's a bad idea probably for a pro to sit down and watch all the tape on every region because that would just burn you out you should probably be just playing and focusing on your own improvement for the most part but uh there's i think it's just different different ang- different angles different advantages i wouldn't say it's a be all and end all um, you got to remember as well, a lot of uh, coaches who never played um, pro, they talk, they spend all day talking to to pros and asking pros questions and learning from pros. So if if you do that, I know you know casters. I've done this for years as well. I've been talking to pros at the highest level for like since Rocket League began. So you're learning all the time, and you you're not just you know it's not in one ear and out the other. You remember what a pro will tell you, and now you know that information. You've learned it if you're you know if you're remembering and you're trying to improve. So, yeah, it's, it's it helps. It can help, but it's not like a, a one-to-one correlation. I would say sometimes as well, like the best players, you know, in any sport, actually are terrible at explaining why what they do and why they do it. Like they're so yeah. good off instinct or natural ability, whereas that's why you get some kind of. Like the role players, other guys that had to grind, had to work, had to find other ways to be, you know, better at the game. They're really good at explaining it and telling other people. But you know, I'm sure if, you know, if you ask Messi, he'd just be like, like you see how he said in chat, he'd just yeah. be like, I don't know, just, just get the ball and just kind of and then just ball do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a one-to-one. Like a lot of people sometimes take everything like the pros uh, say as absolute gospel and you shouldn't. You should question everything mm-hmm. and you should listen to, you know, all of the different perspectives if you want to gain as much knowledge as possible. But um, uh, yeah, it definitely is very interesting. I've learned a ton from pros over the years. Probably most of what I know, I would, I, I would credit to conversations I've had with pro players. But uh, yeah, there have been some insights I've learned myself or just seen and I've told pros about it and then they've learned it from me and vice versa. I'm sure the coaches have that 
same relationship. And uh, I think, you know, Farah, I would, I would guess that you, you took a lot of what you had as a pro into your coaching career. And you probably learned other things about Rocket League after you retired. And now you've had that knowledge as, as well. But what, yeah. what, what's your uh, knowledge base? Uh, when, when did you gain it? Is it still <laughs> growing? Or is it like when you, when you retired, that's it, you're capped? Uh, no, I mean, it's always growing because also the, the game evolves. So you have to adapt to it as well. Mm. And also the skill set of being a pro player is different than the skill set of being a coach. You know, like it's more of a, it's more of a social skill set that you have to have. Um, in order to be a coach, you know, you have to, uh, you can actually take care of people. You actually have to take care of people instead of, you know, being one of them. So it's, it's different. You're, but... you're mediating as well between young players yes. who sometimes have problems with each other and you have to yeah, solve some, all the problems. Sometimes you, you also have to educate, you know, so it's a lot of, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's new stuff, but it's, it's stuff that I've done throughout my career, uh, throughout my career as well. You know, like I've had. I've, I've I've teamed up with Shoset for a very long time, and Shoset, when I met him, was 15, and I was, you know, uh, much much older, and we stayed together for a long time, and I pretty much I saw him grow, and and it's the same with with a lot of I've been through in my career. Like sometimes I had to, yeah, uh, take the take the leadership role and actually, you know, uh, take care of, uh, of 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 my teammates. So like, yeah, yeah uh, in terms of experience, I think I had a, a very good one as a professional player. And it helps me, you know, today, but I still learn, you know, I still learn every day with our especially because everyone is different so all of the you know the pre the players i have now are very different from the ones i had before and uh, you know i'm learning from them just like i, I learned from uh, rado alpha and um and uh and uh and zen and season <laughs> sorry I, I lost my thought there <laughs> forgot Zen. no big deal <laughs> uh that is no problem because we are about ready to wrap here not even about ready we are actually ready to wrap if you guys don't know this is actually um, six years ago, or seven years ago today, the G2 roster of Rizzo, Cronovi, and JNAPS was formed. Wow. So, wow. Well chat. Done, that's what I gotta well do. Done. Done. So, I gotta go celebrate with the boys, so I'm gonna wrap it here. If you guys missed any part of the podcast, <laughs> any part of the episode, uh, be sure to check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. We appreciate Farah and Stumpy for joining yeah, us, of course. Thank yeah, you to the coast. Thank you for having me. CJ and Johnny as well, and uh, we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Yeah. We do. We we do that here, yeah. Okay, we wave.